catch you with your weave off. Catch me with my weave off. <laughs> we are live on episode 46 with On Tap. Uh, fuck our own name up. On Tap with Southside Collection. <laughs> we really got to get working that's, on changing this That's name. never happened. On camera. On camera, yeah. yeah. True that. The first episode. Oh my the God. The first episode, we took like probably at least 12 takes. And messed up the name almost every single time. If yeah. not, we we're just like, I don't like the energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel the silence. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, that that first opener was a motherfucker though. If you go back and watch our first episode, that is the best of like thirty takes. Yeah, true. Um, uh, episode forty six, the Andy Pettit episode. Yeah, there we go. The Yankee Andy Pettit episode. I don't believe in that. I looked it up. Andy Pettit. You don't believe in that Andy Pettit? I mean, he did steroids no matter what jersey he was in, so it's not like it matters. <laughs> Don't ask Roger Clemens I was about, about it. He'll Misremember. Um, but we're sitting here with James from Six Point. I guess. James, what thank James? you for making it in today. Thank you for having me. And we'll eventually be joined by uh, one half of Dom P. Hot, pe- uh, hot peas. Yeah, we're just uh, we're working on a new start time. So yeah, <laughs> getting that. We're trying to get it started earlier for you, the people. You know, so you can see us in the sunlight. That may be a bad idea, and we can stop missing. True. We can stop missing sporting events. Maybe that might help too. Or at least catching on like a few like Astros games a few innings in. Yeah, like, well, shit, football season coming up. Ooh, <laughs> we we film yeah. we were filming last football season, and Thursday's got very complicated, especially when the Texans go to play the Patriots, oh, and shit. we go downstairs and we're already down by like thirty. <laughs> and that's so the like, great thing uh, about Twitter because Twitter streams the Thursday night games. So we had a we had a guy sitting in the corner of the room, and we're like we we're supposed to drink every time the the Patriots scored, yeah. and he's just like, "Y'all should stop. <laughs> you're done. You're done. You're gonna kill the show immediately." <laughs> I know this is a drink, like a beer podcast, but also you should calm down. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, right. Oh man. Uh, real quick, we got we just added some pop ups today, huh? True. Go ahead. Uh, well, shit, next Thursday is the 13th. Yeah, July 13th, 713. And so Conservatory downtown, you may have saw us there today. Oh, my God. Can uh, we talk about that or no? We want to wait? We had wait. one of the best meetings. I'm, I'm still smiling about it. Like I still hardly believe it. Yeah, like I told Horvath, if I wake up, like if this is all a dream and I wake up in my bed right now, I'm probably going to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, we won't discuss it any further, other than uh, we are trail certified. It's it's on the way. Um, it's on the way very soon, actually. Very very fucking soon. Uh, but yeah, seven one three day held, uh, hosted by Conservatory. We'll be uh, we'll be doing a pop up with several other vendors uh, the following Thursday, the twentieth, yes, unless something pops up. Uh, for a certain up, appreciation week. Uh, he said week. it, he said it. <laughs> and fucking Pee Wee Herman just runs in here. <laughs> now, uh, the, July 20th will also be at the conservatory. Poor Pee Wee um, Oh, wait. And then what, next Sunday? The Oh, yeah, next Sunday. We so they, See, we booked so much shit today. Uh, next Sunday will be at Izar Thomas's, uh, uh, I think it's a listening party. Yeah. It's not a release. It's just a listening party. I'm about to look it up. Here it is. Uh, yeah, listening party. Listening party on the 16th of Sunday. We'll be there selling stuff as well. Uh, 599 West 34th Street. 
Boom. Starts at 7.30. That's Boom. as much information as I really have on that right now. <laughs> and then August 7th, we'll be at the Secret Group. Oh, yeah. God. Fuck with us. Man, we're there everywhere. You we're you getting go. busy as fuck. We are. I'm so excited. We're coming I off that... Uh, how. You said what? I can't explain how. Because... <laughs> it's a secret. People think we're serious. No, uh, we just came off that uh, Ray Smith and Peanut show over at House of Blues. What a great crowd. Yeah. Uh, you can tell us a lot of like family and friends, but like friends of those friends and all that. And so... And then just personal friends of the artists mm-hmm. so it was like a whole fucking mesh of a crowd like shit really i saw people, people i haven't seen there. in a long time yeah i ended up knowing one of the other guys that was performing. we almost sold an old white lady a trail shirt nice <laughs> <laughs> i busted my ass trying to sell that, that lady a trail the, shirt i would go over and everyone's just like our shit i was like please please pull this <laughs> off please pull this yeah. off i sold her a tank top which is not a trail one I mean, it was still pretty chill. That but still headed in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, we're on her. We're like on her mind now. She, yeah, she exactly. Tells her grandkids next time she talks to them. <laughs> Certainly made an impression. Yeah, to say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna put it on the memo for their next twelve dollar birthday check. Oh shit! <laughs> Hope it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Thanks, last week we we were kind of theorizing a little bit about this Jay Z album oh, yeah. on the fucking mend or on the uh, on the come up. It came out when platinum in less than a week, and then I think either tonight, by tonight or tomorrow, he's Double gonna platinum. add two or three more songs to it. Wait, what? Yeah, because he's putting it out physically. So the end of the out legacy isn't the end of the album. He's gonna add because the two commercials he did for the album were songs that were not on the album. Oh shit! Yeah, motherfucker. So there's gonna be a Adonis, a couple of them. I'm not gonna try to guess them, but he's not gonna like place them in the middle or anywhere. It's just gonna be following the end. At least that's cool. the Columbia leak right there, or something like that. Someone leaked it. Cool. Yeah. James, rap music. Mm-hmm. Speak it. Mm-hmm. I mean. I'm not gonna lie. It's like I certainly know how to bang screw. That's okay, there we go. It's like, dude, I'm from the Central. I, I got to. Yeah. But yeah, it's like I gotta say, it's like typically much more in the like metalhead sort of zone. But that's fair. There we go. I think our explanation to uh like our stance has always been, we definitely. It's not that we don't like metal. We just don't know where to hear it, or like we don't know the right stuff to listen to, or like. I, I tell you what. Blow down and start listening to sleep. That oh, was, shit. Okay. <laughs> he blow right down. That nice. sits straight right there. All right, cool. I, I imagined a, a rep for a brewery who has beers named Resin and Puff. Yeah. was able to speak more freely yeah, on yeah, certain yeah, matters. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, might, yeah, might have sampled one. <laughs> <laughs> product uh, testing. Uh, product uh, testing. Right, right. Right. What, did, what did Bill Clinton like? I didn't inhale, or who yeah. said they didn't inhale? Bill Clinton. It's a good weed, man. Yeah, man. Piss it back, motherfucker. You're going to inhale it, motherfucker. What are you smelling it for? Um... I did want to drop also uh, Agamemnon. They're still on tour. Yeah, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, catch them. Um, they just hit Austin. They just so hit Austin just, last night. Are they doing Dallas next, or are they do Dallas today? So. Yeah. And so, uh, if not San Antonio. <laughs> and so, uh, honestly, if you do fuck with metal and you're in any of the cities they are coming to, I suggest you fucking go because, like, that they're, they're our homies and shit. And so I already like them. But then the music is just right. good. Not to mention so. they don't suck. So yeah, there we go. That helps. helps a lot. And we'll have cool. them on at the end of the month. We've been trying to get this show set up for such a long time since episode one. Yeah, seriously, since episode one, we're gonna have finally we finally got it together. We we're gonna have Brash and we're gonna have Agamemnon. It's gonna be dope. It is indeed. One of the things that I did want to bring up before we get into the show is: uh, Have you seen Two Chains' uh, Pink Trap House? 
I saw it, and like I've seen some of the things that are going on with it. So he he put a trap house in his neighborhood. It says trap, like off the album cover. Yeah, and he's getting a lot of flack for it, but he's done nothing but positive things with it. He's held church. <laughs> he's held uh, free it's, HIV testing for the neighborhood, like or for the area. Yeah. So they're trying to shut it down. I disagree. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, there <laughs> sounds like you're doing good stuff for the neighborhood. Yeah. What's the problem? Uh, and, and what people's main problem is is that it's labeled as a trap house, but uh, he's not trapping anything bad out of it. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. trapping wealth and prosperity. Mm-hmm. And we need more of that. We need more of that in the city, our own city. We need to open up our own trap house, the Southside Trap House. Southside Collection Trap House. We'll work on it after we're done working on this secret. <laughs> <laughs> we might just have the ability. Well, goddamn. Uh, well, shit. This is good as fuck, by the way. The, the last two beers I've had have been good as fuck. Oh, that's, that's a great way to segment in, or segue into actually talking about the, the brewery. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, he's sipping on the resin. The resin is y'all's double IPA? Yeah, it's one of our double IPAs. It's okay. actually our like flagship double IPA. It's like, gotcha. It's our most popular throughout the southern states and definitely like what kind of makes the brand through Texas, Oklahoma, Florida, the Carolinas. and like. I got you. The people like their IPAs. Mm-hmm. You supply. Yeah, pops are good. I yeah, mean, it's not well, hard how to figure could, that out. How and, could you hate them? You know, having a particular like alcohol kick doesn't suck either. There you True. go. <laughs> people are always down. If they already like IPAs, they're gonna range towards the higher percentage already because they know that's that good shit. Mm-hmm. What so percentage is this? This is a nine point one. Yeah, yeah, that's nine one, and that's the tamest double IPA we make. There we go. That's what I like to hear. Uh, my man said, "I heard you said you like hops. I hope you weren't lying. <laughs> I love hops. That's <laughs> probably like my catchphrase. If you go through this show, I say <laughs> I say a couple things. I definitely love hops. Um, and then you also had brought the crisp, which is what you guys were drinking beforehand. That is the pilsner, correct? Right. Yeah. Cool. Crisp is our pilsner. Yeah. Another one of the flagships. Yeah. So we have four beers in our core lineup. Uh, Crisp, Resin, Bengali, and Sweet Action. Okay. And so, yeah, Crisp is going to be the Pilsner. Uh, it's not your traditional Pilsner. It's kind of based in the Germanic idea, but at the same point, it does have some Americanized hops in it, and also it's like at pushing 44 IBUs, like the same. it's like it's, you're looking about as bitter as you're going to find a Pilsner. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, as long as you balance that right, though, I feel like it's just better for everybody. Because <laughs> I know a lot of people that will kind of stray away from Pilsners and, like, and just I don't mean to lump them all together, but like and Blondales and like oh, yeah, light lagers, just because it's like it is like almost Budweiser clone or like well, that like, Budweiser light beer, and also it's just it's not nine percent. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, if it's you were to hand somebody stigma. just kind of like a fizzy yellow beer sort of thing, it's one of those like you your automatic uh, perception is that it's going to be just boring and dull and not interesting. Where it's like you know having a Blondale at forty four IBUs and then having our Pilsner at uh, I'm sorry having a Blondale at forty and our Pilsner at forty four as well. Yeah. Like, you can make you know, fizzy yellow beer that's still interesting and tastes good. Yeah, and it's like exactly. Character and it's not just like, for lack of a better term, boring and shit. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Again, it's, I want to know the better term now. <laughs> we're going to figure that there out. There we go. Uh, now, nah, I like that y'all, y'all and then like several other breweries have been doing that where you take a style like the Pilsner and you show that when done correctly, it can still be full of flavor. Yeah. And so. Certainly try to keep it that way. Yeah. I mean, you would hope. That you don't want to go boring or like keep it bland and just be like, well, this is our light beer. Well, what's, what's the beer for beast thing about here on the can? So beer for beast is a event we did. Uh, we've done it pretty much every year for the last four or five years or so, uh, and basically it's a humane society event. So okay. pretty much we do this. Uh, we do this event and we brew a lot of different beers for it. Like 
in this last one, like we did uh, a bunch of different beers at the at the small brewery in Red Hook, and then we did you know another beer that kind of encompassed all the outer market territories. So like for Houston, I did a uh, a syrup that was basically well, I did a syrup in combination with Underbelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, shit. That was a uh, basically a. Uh, the idea was like soda zimau, mm-hmm. so that like salted preserved plum, like very you know kind of modern Houston kind of looking at it with that you know very Vietnamese aspect to it, and yeah. So we made that syrup to add to kind of a, a saison of sorts, and yeah, basically each territory did their own sort of thing. So it's like I I can't remember exactly what some of the other ones did, but it's like you know, yeah, Florida had like lots of tropical things to it. It's like some of the like. New England states have like you know cherries and apples and other sort okay. of like kind of syrups to add to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, damn, that's really fucking cool though because you got to literally put your own hand in on making mm-hmm. a beer to sell towards your market. Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, it's like literally we had everybody at the at the uh, brewery in in Red Hook and had us all sit down where it's like, look, we're gonna spend four or five hours and like actually brew this batch we're going to come up with an idea for it and basically just did it literally on the fly where it's like yeah. so what do you want to do 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 yeah vote on it let's go <laughs> anybody who didn't speak up it's like well your opinion doesn't count yeah, yeah. <laughs> closed mouths don't get drinks made <laughs> there you go and you got to, you said you worked with uh, Underbelly on making it that's yeah uh, so Chris Bednor is their events uh, events chef really is the guy who kind of is behind like the logic there it's like talking between him and Chris Shepard it's like you know, they basically threw this idea at me. It was like, well, what if we do this sort of thing considering, you know, I can't think of a more more appropriate representation of Houston food and culture than how Underbelly yeah, does. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's one of those, like, you know, went and talked with the guys and just like, yeah, what if what do you say we do this sort of thing? It's like, perfect. Absolutely perfect. A no-brainer. It, some people just get it. Like, the, I mean, like, there's some, you have to, like, keep coming up with ideas. Some people's first idea is just... That, the fucking that was literally it. It was literally <laughs> one idea. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, well, right at the gate, knocked it out the box. Perfect. <laughs> that works. Perfect. There we go. <laughs> um, and so we spoke about. You said uh, you have resin, crisp, Bengali, mm-hmm. and and sweet action and sweet action of the, okay. of the core brands. Anyway. Yeah. And so Bengali is another one of y'all's uh, IPAs, correct? Right. Yeah. So Bengali is going to be an East Coast IPA, uh-huh. not in the like New England style, but think like more classic East Coast IPA. So. There is some semblance of balance to it. You do get a little bit more malt than you would in like the West Coast counterpart sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, lots of like lemony notes, but not like that just straight tropical juicy thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got a little bit more just like kind of real bite to it. I got you. Well, because I, I remember seeing that beer around even like a couple of years ago. And so mm-hmm. it's not like you guys, like you said, it's not in that traditional New England style, which it just seems to be very popular right now right. to and hop on. It, I mean, it is for sure. And it's like, you know, if you look at the way hop trends are working, it's when I was like, okay, these are really the cool things. But being part of, you know, a bigger pretty much, or we're distributed coast to coast despite the fact that it's not exactly nationwide sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when I was like, we need a little more shelf life than like, I don't know, four hours. Sort of yeah. Thing. Gotcha. Um, and then, so then you have Bengali and then Sweet Action. Sweet Action mm-hmm. is the blonde. Yeah, Sweet Action so has now been changed into a blonde ale. And it's like, like I was saying, it's not your typical blonde. It's definitely, you know, at 40 IBUs, it's more bitter than the average pale ale. Yeah. Okay. But at the same point, it's like, it still drinks really light, really juicy sort of thing. It's like, you don't have any like, we make a whole deal about like, and despite the fact that I don't like the term drinkability. Yeah. And it's like. <laughs> You know, it's not like... Is it because you just take one word and add, like, ability at the end of it? 
oh no man I flex with that no problem yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't, that doesn't at all it's more just like the kind of the like tie to the big beer mentality where it's like oh it's got uh, you know drink drink really it's like yes I mean that is a real thing despite the fact that I don't like that catch yeah I feel you uh, I catch myself always going I hate this phrase but it's the only thing that I can think of that makes sense right and then now. he goes dynamite <laughs> I don't get bro <laughs> that, that one passed nice. that, I'm gone yeah <laughs> Who was that? Who was that? couple more. What you talking about, Willis? Um, nah, you, you could have stopped that was up. <laughs> I was like, you fucking got it there. <laughs> the, the Dudley Boys tried to make that last, and I salute their efforts. Oh, the I Dudley still Boys do. is a name I haven't heard forever. Oh. Wrestling guy? Uh, I'm a, I was, in fact, a 13-year-old boy at one point also. Was one Indeed. Like, Where are we all? Believe it or not. <laughs> Where are we all? <laughs> Something yeah. we all have in common. The Women, men, we were at one point 13-year-old dudes. Mm. <laughs> the amount of times I've given my buddies, like, stone-cold stunners sort of thing. Mm. Just when I was like, have your mom come running out in the yard? It's like, what the hell are you doing? It's like, nah, it's cool. We're just wrestling. What's no big deal? Yeah, yeah. See, I, I, had, I had a brother, and then I had two stepbrothers. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, we'd always, what's going on? And then my sister, they're wrestling this fucking snitch. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, yeah. My next door neighbor had a, a trampoline in his backyard that was like out of view of everything from the rest of the backyard. So yeah. that's where we would go and like DDT each other and shit. <laughs> and we had to stop the one day fucking like actually got, got hurt. Dog. Oh, like, what a wuss. Somebody breaks their nose and everybody's mom gets pissed off. Yeah. Like, it'll be okay. It. But, like but if he had one, chair. but if he had one, I bet you he wouldn't have said a goddamn exactly. thing. Exactly, exactly. You know he was. No one was out here when he was crippler cross facing yeah. me. <laughs> I used to have a trampoline stash off to the side as well, and, and, and then like there was a shed right next to it. Oh, so like the shed, you always put it close to the fence or close to the yeah. <laughs> The fence was the top row. Yeah, oh shit! So you can go from the shed to the fucking house. Oh, <laughs> that, that was like there, if that was the top row, the, the house was the ladder. <laughs> They were definitely asking for y'all to fucking wrestle on Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, uh, Jackass was out around the same time, so we also took wheels off skateboards and (laughs) went down the house. I can't tell you how many trampoline bikes I've had in my life. (laughs) They do add up uh, if you're trampoline biking. Yeah. Some tires break. (laughs) Uh, Favorite wrestler growing up? Ah, Stone Cold. Come on. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Texas Rattlesnake. Thank you. (laughs) It's really hard to argue with that. True. And yet people still try. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't even want to get into it. He is my favorite, but I can can make a case for a couple people. There's people to have cases made for them. Nobody, I imagine when you think WWE, WWF, it's Stone Cold. Mm -hmm. Like The Rock is there. Stone Cold, The Rock, Undertaker. Undertaker. That was was it. Triple H. Oh, yeah, okay. I got to give you that one. Triple I got to give you that one. He's just been such a dick his entire career. That, that, that's like, I mean, that is DX. No, but that... He was, was a dick then. He was a likable dick. <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, Max Landis... I need to catch how I say things like that. Are you charging your phone? I don't know. What's going on over here with this? Something failed, but we're okay. still alive. Um, <laughs> which is not Max bad. Landis, he, he, uh, he wrote... The first Chronicle, I don't know if you like Chronicle, the, the movie with the kids that had superpowers and shit like that. He's written Dude, a couple things, but uh, he actually did a short on Triple H's career that I recommend everyone watch. It's called Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. It is phenomenal. He did... Uh, oh, I thought you were continuing the title. Sorry. Like, <laughs> wrestling Isn't Wrestling. No, it no, no, no. is... No, yeah. Wrestling Isn't Wrestling is the title. It's phenomenal. It's, it's a... 
loosely based sequel off his other short about the death of Superman, but it has nothing to do with it. It's just shot in the same style, but it is incredibly dope. If you're a wrestling fan, watch Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. It's on YouTube for free. It's like 45 minutes, but it's goddamn good. <laughs> I might watch that tonight, but I might not. But yeah, Triple H was just like, he was like a dick and you didn't like him. And then he was part of the McMahon family. And swinging his dick around about that, mm-hmm. so he did not like. Him Are you saying more. he was a good bad guy? Right. Too good. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so James, that you... guy you love to hate, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. The only person that made me appreciate like uh, the whole rivalry, like Triple H, like as a good guy, was Chris Jericho. I think Chris Jericho is a very good bad guy. Yeah. And back in the day, he was fucking crushing it as being a bad guy. Where he made Triple H. Uh, he turned him into the baby face where, where Triple H was the bad guy and then Chris Jericho came into the fold and then suddenly Triple H is now the good guy. And you want him to be <laughs> Yeah, YCK because Chris Jericho is a YCK. really good bad guy. <laughs> now he's just an entertainer. Yeah. But, um, shit, I, oh. Beer. Do you have a favorite, <laughs> a favorite of y'all's beers that you uh, personally like the most? A favorite of our beers? It's like, so realistically, resin is the one I drink the most of. That's yeah. a huge part of you know why I ended up taking the job and everything. Where it's just like, you know, they're asking me, it's like, do you feel comfortable like helping rebuild a brand based off a of double IPA? Just <laughs> sign me I'm up twice, dude. Guy. I am so in. <laughs> I'm so in with that. What do you mean by rebuild? Uh, so it's like we had done an initial launch in the state, and then we had had some supply issues on our side. We weren't quite getting along with our distributor uh, distributor partner at that time. Yeah, so we kind of pulled back and did some like reformulation on basically like how we're going to approach the state and, you know, how we're going to, like, you know, go through our operation aspects with that. And to which, yeah, hence relaunching the brand about a year and change ago, like a little little bit over a year ago. Sort yeah. of. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what went into that, I guess, I guess on your end? Um, so uh, one would be switching distributorship partners yeah. to which, you know, we're uh, we're currently, you know, being taken care of, care of quite well. They're doing well for us. And it's like, but two would be like, you know, our shipping and logistics to where it's like we now do more like a brew to order sort of thing. So it's like basically the plan is we had issues with like out of our uh, out of code beer, like things going, you know, out of date sort of thing. Okay, so it's yeah. like, instead, we'll brew more often at smaller volumes to basically change that so we can perpetually send in fresh products. So okay. ideally speaking, and so far it's done pretty well for us, you really don't see beers more than like you know, a month or so old just out on the market in general. I mean, there's always going to be those few that sneak through sort of thing, but, you know, I can certainly say for the draft product that's worked out really well. It's yeah. like package yeah. is a little bit harder to keep track of, but... I got it. Exactly. You're sending it to so many different, like, HEB and mm-hmm. specs and all that. It's like, you kind of have to just hope they also understand what the fucking deal is with right. keeping the freshest shit and making sure it's not so getting all, sold out of the All in all, the, the effects of the rebrand, though... Oh thumbs yeah, I've up, been, big thumbs up. I've been completely positive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like because I, I remember y'all's rollout was um, the idea. Like when I used to work at the Sugarland Flying Saucer, mm-hmm. and they may have done it at the downtown as well, where oh, we yeah. had like day old mm-hmm. uh, resin and crisp and all of that. Yeah, that was part of our uh, express shipment campaign, and you know we still are doing that, just not as as regularly as we were, just because. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be completely honest, logistically, it's a complete fucking nightmare. Yeah. No, I imagine. One yeah. day express. It's one of those, like, we got to get it, like, 
the plan for that initial one was from the brewery and then drinking in the public within 48 hours of packaging. Yeah. Well, that takes a lot of moving parts that <laughs> oh, have to yeah. go exactly perfectly. Like exactly. Any, yeah. any little thing, like, say, like, I don't know, a flat tire, and it's like, well, that whole plane was fucked. Because you're not getting anywhere. It's funny. uh, Real quick, I don't mean to interrupt, but Hot Peas just hit me up like, damn, my car wouldn't start. I had to take my fiance's car. I'm on the way. (laughs) Just one of those little things. (laughs) He was supposed to be here 10 minutes ago. Supposed to be on the way 10 minutes ago. Uh, Car wouldn't start. He's on the way. Damn. But that type of shit happens. Yeah, Life comes at you fucking fast. I've had a good day, so I'm just going to roll off me. There you go. I'll tell you why some other time. (laughs) (laughs) It's a secret. (laughs) Some really cool shit happened. Uh, Oh, my bad. Uh, So resin would be, I guess, you said your favorite? Yeah, resin is at least the one I drink the most of. Honestly, it's like high res was the one that really kind of turned me into sort of like a six-point fanboy, for lack of a better term. (laughs) There we go. And that happened back before you even worked for him? Oh, yeah, that's well before I worked for him. Nice. I was like, you know, it... At the time, it was one of the, like, biggest, gnarliest drinking things that were out there other than, like, you know, your Utopias and, like, your Dogfish 120s are out. But it's, like, as far as stuff where it's, like, honestly, you can sit there and drink through instead of, like, sip it sort of like cognac kind of deal. Yeah. It's one of those, like, it was definitely one of the, like, big, gnarly ones. And, you know, being a hophead and uh, a raging alcohol enthusiast. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Cool. I like Raging enthusiast Mm -hmm. is what we prefer to be called. There you go. (laughs) And for the people uh, that that aren't familiar with you, Mm -hmm. give them a little bit of your resume because you've worked out of some impressive places in the beer industry. I mean, yeah, as far as Houston goes, beer has definitely been my thing for a while. It's like, I really started with, uh, I guess my start into the beer business was working with uh, DeFalco's Home Brew Supply. Okay. okay. And so I worked there for like five years, managed it for like three. Hmm. Then uh, what went on to open, or I guess, speaking of rebranding, or uh, reopen Moon Tower Inn as a brew pub where it's like there I got to be GM and head brewer. Oh, nice. Uh, went from there to go work over at Hay Merchant where, you know, Worked as a bartender and their lead draft tech for a while. Nice. Worked as a salesman for Flood, uh, Flood Independent Distribution. Went and after that, went and worked with uh, Brash Brewing Company and Petrol Station, albeit for, you know, kind of a short stint, but it's like, you know, did like tap room and packaging with Brash and, yeah, with Petrol. Basically, you know, just, you know, yeah. worked at Bar Slang Beers and nice. then got to work with Team Six Point, to which, yeah, for the last year and change has been pretty dope yeah <laughs> i mean you seem to love it uh we're friends on facebook it. i can definitely tell you yeah, we're friends with... and, there we uh, go it, you seem to like working for a uh, six point which i can imagine is pretty easy to work for whenever the product is what it turns out to be like you guys get to put out resin and high res exactly and, like, yeah something i figured out going through my beer career and honestly just beer and food and in general where it's like One of those things that I've kind of really come to value is, like, if I've built up my personal opinion to have any kind of a credibility, it's one of those, I have to actually, like, like the products I recommend. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, as much as I do sales for the living, it's one of those, like, I'm not going to try to sell you a ketchup popsicle in July sort of deal. Yeah. (laughs) Or at all. It's like, yeah. Or at all. Yeah, it's like, here's some shit that's awful that you don't want, but let me tell you why you do. Yeah. And it's like, no, I mean, if I tell you I really believe in it, that means I really do believe in it. And it's like... And that's kind of one of the best parts of actually working for a brewery where I like the products all the way around. Yeah. And I'm sure, they, I mean, you love it, but then I'm sure they love having someone like you that does believe in it like that when they're going or they do a rebrand because then it's like they have the right person out on the street because... Yeah, absolutely. And it's like that's been, that's a very real thing kind of going across, not just our sales staff, but the whole the whole family really where it's like, you know, 
it's it's kind of astonishing the amount of like dedication and like you know true passion that really the staff has all the way across the board. Like, yeah, you know, straight from brewers operation or media team, you know, actual straight sales guys. Like you know, everybody is kind of really in and on board with it and like has real drive to make it as good as it possibly can be. Nice, nice. That's exactly what you fucking need, though. Exactly. Like, you, you can't have people working for like something with that's still like a craft brewery. Where it's it's big, six point is around like you said coast to coast, mm. but then it's still small operation in terms of certain things. Exactly. And I so, mean, yeah, it's like you know. So, I mean, yeah, it's like based out of based out of the East Coast, we are selling through the West Coast and through. I mean, it's thirty ish states right now, like yeah. right close to. Uh, but I mean, that's with a staff of thirty eight people overall. Yeah. Oh shit. I mean, yeah, it's one of those like. You know, it's a tight knit team that it, so everybody really kind of wants to do as much as they possibly can. He's like, you know, you look at your other coworker. It's like, well, I see you're working eight days a week, and I was like, mm, I'm I'm gonna do the same. And it's like, I'll be when you love your job, you don't work a day at all. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, they pay me to go drink with people. True. That doesn't suck. I've noticed that seems to be a real nice perk whenever uh, like reps come in and act, like are just there and mm-hmm. not like kind of on their job, but like. Still on their job. Yeah, yeah reps so. don't clock in or clock out, really. Is one of those, <laughs> yeah. like, despite the fact whether or not Let I have the star it. on my chest, yeah. is one of those, like, if somebody asks me about it, it's like, I'm happy to talk about it. You know, and, <laughs> Exactly. And typically speaking, probably end up buying your beer. It's like, hold uh, on, you got to try this. You Come pull on. out that six-point card. It still is work. Yes. It's I mean, just fun. It's like, Yeah, it's like, you know, having worked in, like, a passion industry for pretty much the last decade now, is just yeah. one of those, like, yeah, okay, so you're the, face of the, you're the face of the brewery. You're the face of the company there, and it's like, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's like, if you like the company you represent, it yeah. really doesn't suck. It's like, yeah. I mean, you know, if I were selling vacuums and had to answer at like 1130 at night at the bar, I was like, hey, so I blew up this piece. <laughs> of my and I was like, that's great. You can call me on Monday morning. <laughs> How does this compare to the Dyson I used to have? It's, it's like if Tiger Woods didn't really like Gillette <laughs> or staying faithful to his wife. Oh, okay. Hey-o. That's what he did. I have to admit, uh, Gillette doesn't really do a whole lot for me either. But <laughs> There you go. <laughs> If, if you're just listening and then not watching, he has a big ass beard. <laughs> yes, shaving sucks is the moral <laughs> of that story. I'm on, I'm on my shaving sucks sometimes, and then I get mm-hmm. some hair in my mouth. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna shave, and, mm-hmm. and then I don't care again. And I'm like, oh, got three words that'll save your life. Fuck it, dude. Hey, there it is. <laughs> Wait, what's gonna save my life? Because my beard doesn't grow. This is you're looking at. It's the same mentality. I mean, it, uh, to it. the point, like, I give you an idea how important it is to me. Uh-oh. Literally. Fuck it, dude. Oh. Yo, if you were just oh listening and not watching live, he has fuck it, dude, tattooed on his chest. Oh All my right. God. My beard's about to be long as fuck. Uh, so, fuck it, dude. I'm about to do some raunchy shit and <laughs> do it on James. Not on him, but just like, like, on his name. You're mine. <laughs> I was like, what did I sign up for? <laughs> Okay, I, I gotta go. I am glad I brought a bunch of beer. Holy crap! <laughs> well, shit. So we've had the resin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we resin, had Chris. We can keep moving down the line. Yeah, oh, move down yeah. the line. Because there's one like, and I know you were really like pumped to start uh, marketing it. Y'all have the puff, right? Yeah. So puff is uh, basically a twist off of, off of resin. Okay. So puff comes in at a. 9.8 versus 9.1. It's 108 IBUs versus 103. And it's also an unfiltered version. So, okay. well, on top of that, it's also got three times the amount of dry hops in it. Jesus. 
So, basically, the thing about Puff is, like, we were trying to make a beer that is more aromatic, uh, hoppier, more aggressive. Like, Calculated is a bigger, gnarlier beer, but it ends up drinking softer and easier than resin does. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, it's literally, like, kind of a more palatable, more thirst-quenching sort of beer. Despite the fact that it's also, like, 10% alcohol. Yeah. Uh, and so, do you... I'm wondering, like, what makes it seem easier to drink? I didn't want to use drinkability out there. Again. Well, I mean, and honestly, yeah. What gives like, it its drinkability? Right. But like... So, part of the deal is moving the hops around a lot, and it's like there's a, uh, a chemical compound in hops called cohumulone. And basically what that does is that gives you that, like, real biting bitterness. So, yeah. it's like, like, if you see... You'll see hops that are traditionally, like, described as bittering hops or yeah. aroma hops or flavoring hops or something like that. And as you see in the modern market, they start to get more and more blended. Mm-hmm. And basically what that is, is you see higher amounts of alpha acids, the actual bittering content, and then lower amounts of cohumulin, which give it that particular bite. Yeah. yeah. So as you move around and use your bittering with lower cohumulin, it actually has a softer, cleaner bitterness, but it's still calculated more bitter. Like, okay, there, yeah, there's yeah. a reason why I would argue that per, uh, perceived bitterness is much more important than actual IBU count. Okay, yeah. And uh, where would they differ, I guess? is Like... You get the perceived bitterness actually by tasting it, or mm-hmm. okay, and then the IBU is just strictly that is yes, yeah, a number they give you to sometimes to show it. off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for lack of a better term, yeah. I mean, it's like you know, the the IBU count is important. It does have the actual like dictation of how much you know bittering content is truly in the beer, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily describe how bitter the beer really is. Yeah, like if I were to give you say some like you know, giant scotch ale sort of thing. That may be a 50 IBU beer, but if I compare that to, I don't know, Crisp, which is 44 IBUs less than it, it's going to drink a lot hoppier, a lot more aggressive because it doesn't have that, you know, it doesn't have that balance of like malt character to it. It's a much lighter, much more hop forward product. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's like perceived bitterness to me has always been a more important factor anyway. I got you. Uh, and that makes sense. And I hate to say it, but every fucking beer I've had, it, like you, sometimes when we have guests on the show, like I hardly ever say each beer is better than the last, but the Bengali right now is my favorite. I, it's I smooth. Like, it is smooth. That's just it. Yeah. It's one of those like, you know, like I was saying, the whole drinkability thing is really real for us where it's like, <laughs> it's not supposed to be like, a challenge or a competition like holy shit I made it to the end of this beer like yeah. I made it it's when I was like if you have any reaction other than that's pretty good at yeah. the end of the beer something has gone wrong yeah you know it was like I remember having the Bengali and that one you guys sell uh, there's some y'all sell on four but that one's a six a pack time, right? right yeah so the four and the core lineup are six pack actually for the most part we put them out in six packs okay it's the bigger more like the bigger gnarlier ones end up in the four pack so like yeah. Puff ends up in a four pack High yeah. Res ends up in a four pack uh Five beans ends up in a four pack. I mean, we've only focused on like all the hop, and I completely <laughs> forgot about five beans even. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, as much as the majority of the beers we put out are definitely hop forward for sure, because yeah. I mean, hops are good than shit. It's really hard to argue with. And if you do it right, and if you do it well, mm-hmm. ride that for absolutely ride that for a lot of them. But on the flip side, we do have beers that don't drink hop forward, and it's like I mean, it's. Not a large percentage of them. <laughs> yeah. I'll be completely honest. They stand out. But they're there. It's one of those, like, so, like, the Beans series has been really well, where it's, like, it's an Imperial Porter we make, so there's been three beans, four beans, five beans, and uh, we're looking at putting out a barrel-aged version of three beans. That's uh, not exactly set in stone, but that's pretty much the plan. You didn't hear it here first. No, right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was a different James. <laughs> 
It was the same dude that told us to blow down and listen to sleep. <laughs> no, 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 wait. That, that, I'll take that. That was me. Yeah, that, that, was that, me. That, that was definitely <laughs> me. I'll take that guy. No, I, no. I like what goes into the uh, the mad science. It's a mad It's mad science. I like I like what mm-hmm. goes into every can because they, they all say something different, but it ends with mad science. Well, that's just it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, so the idea is basically we start with kind of like, what sort of flavor profile do we want to do? Yeah. And then kind of brew towards that rather than like, we want to make this style or we yeah. want to make, you know. Not, not necessarily a clone of something, but like you know, it's like match yeah. like up against or, or exactly like, yeah. comparable. Like, I guess it's like don't let boundaries hinder what you can do, sort mm-hmm. of thing. Where it's like, oh well, this isn't technically two style. It's like yeah, but does it taste good? The end of the day, mm-hmm. like but it all, especially as a bartender, does it taste good? Yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, how's it taste, so... motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> right when the new... <laughs> it takes everything in me not to go up to people. And, like, when I give them a taster and just come back, because I'll go, like, make a ticket or talk to another guest, and when I come back, just, so how's it taste, motherfucker? <laughs> it, it takes everything in me. I, I, I would like, be fired, because I would do it every time. Oh, I'll still do it I to mean, other people. No, I would do it every time. <laughs> one of those fun things about Ten and Bar is you're allowed to give people shit. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, you got to have some... Some charm and swagger to be able to pull it off yeah. correctly. But yes. Oh yeah. I mean, I've said some no. shit across the bar. I was when I was like, "Man, you should have punched me in the mouth." And you said <laughs> you're laughing at me. I'm yeah. Like, why? I worked with a guy that literally he he just had enough charm to it where he could practically tell you to go fuck yourself right to your face and almost mean it. But then there's yeah. also like a little <laughs> bit of context that he provided. <laughs> Or like a little bit of like a smile at the end of it all where you're no. like, ha ha, no, you go fuck yourself. I, I'd be like that, that Chappelle show skit where they talk about like him commercializing himself and someone has like the ring tone, like, I'm Rick James, bitch, I'm Rick James. <laughs> That'd be me like, how's it taste, mother? You get tired of hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time. Like, come on, man, I just want to try it. I just want to try it. Even if I had nothing to do, I'd probably eagerly sit there and wait for you to taste it. Nah, that's a whole other thing. How's it taste, motherfucker? <laughs> Uh, that's shit. Um, the five I wanted to ask between the bean series, mm-hmm. and I imagine that answer may be as simple as I'm thinking it could be. Hmm. What is the difference between three, four, and five beans? Well, four beans has one more bean than three, yeah, and five is. has one more than four. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Oh, math. So, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, so Science is co- bad. Uh-huh. actually, yeah, it's like so. Three beans was uh, cocoa, vanilla, uh. Cocoa, vanilla, and uh, coffee. Vanilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we added uh, Romano beans, which is like an Italian long bean. Basically, it adds some like body and texture. So that's Ray Romano. <laughs> yes, I was, I was about to do it. <laughs> so I, I heard you dying over there. I need some more beans. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do one. Why like, did we move yeah. next door to my mom? <laughs> That was a terrible choice. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, four beans added the Ray Romano aspect to it, for sure. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, five beans added black cardamom to it to kind of turn it in more into, like, a Turkish coffee sort of idea. So, okay. it adds a little bit of, like, kind of a floral and perfumey aspect, but it's not, like, don't get me wrong, it doesn't taste like, you know, roasty perfume sort of thing. It's no, like, a you, much yeah. more subtle note to it. Like, yeah. That's a difficult word to use. There's been a few words that I mentioned on the show that like are difficult to use when describing any taste for a 
like a beverage, but like especially mm. beer. Like it's got a perfuminess to it, and you're like, and like hold on. I don't want to drink perfume. That sounds fucking awful. Yeah, or mm. if you tell someone it's it has a funk element but, to it. I like funk, but I I can see where it turns people off when they hear perfume because. The only time that word ever crosses my mind when having a beer, it's for a beer I don't like. Like you get to have like mm. you know that aroma, that taste, and everything. But perfumey, that I think for me that just means overbearing. Well, yeah, it's like think about when like you know some old blue hair walks by and you can literally like taste the person walk by. Yeah, and yeah. I was like that sounds fucking awful. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to drink that. We get it. Uh, like the Taylor White Diamond. <laughs> Ma'am, calm down on the Armani. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, bro. Why is my brother such a pussy? He's a cop. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I was gonna follow you earlier with a Ray Romano impression, but you did it well enough. I was just let you ride that. I don't do impressions, so that's, I'm glad yeah, that you that like that. Pretty one. good though. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Ray Romano do anything in a while. I know he's in a movie recently, but I haven't seen him do anything in a while. Hmm. He's, uh, he's still doing stuff, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow, who you know, he made like the forty or produced the forty-year-old version. All these things. Is it the uh-huh. big sick? The big sick with Camille Nanjiani and, and Ray Romano. He produces that one. Mm. I forgot who directed it, but I've seen the commercial. I, I still want to see it. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks pretty funny. Nice. Yeah. It's supposed. To, I heard him talk about it on the Joe Rogan podcast, and it, it sounds who? funny. Judd Apatow. He was on Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. I'm gonna have to watch that. It's a good one. <laughs> I fuck with Judd Apatow. He's doing comedy now. He's gonna have mm-hmm. a special come out. But yeah. He's doing a Netflix special, isn't he? Yeah, everybody's doing Netflix special. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah. I, I would, yeah. It's yeah. like trying getting paid. Like, <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. I think I just think that that will press like Showtime and HBO because they haven't had a good comedy special in a while. Yeah, HBO put out TJ Miller's, but like that's it. Really? Yeah, that's to very little right press because I'm very caught up on HBO and I didn't well, see that at all. I was gonna say the only thing I would say that. Hurts it is that it's HBO, so they they're gonna advertise yeah, they it on HBO immediately, and then on social media and through the artists themselves, like yeah. the comedian, mm. and so you totally miss out on every other channel marketing. True. But uh, yeah, that was the inside scoop on comedy hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to the bean differentials, but no. Uh, <laughs> I knew the answer was going to be as simple as that. That's very simple. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you answered it with enough nuance. I don't feel as stupid for asking. <laughs> but that, and that's and that's where the guests come in. <laughs> Other than that, it would just be Garrett or Garrett. It'd be Carlos and I just like guessing at beer stuff. Like, huh? Hey, I wonder if this is exactly. <laughs> just so we're having more beer today. <laughs> All in. No one to from, like to make you feel familiar with it. Where does the name Bengali come from? So, Bengali, like, that beer... Because it's so different from the rest of them. Right, yeah, and it, it really is. And it's yeah. Like, so, that beer came from... So, owner's sitting down in his basement, uh-huh. and apparently on some, like, monolithic video game battle with a couple of his buddies. Okay. And he's got this beer that's, like, electric orange, and so, as you drink it, it's leaving these, like, white lines behind, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, well, I mean, you're sitting at your buddy's house. It's like, obviously, you're going to use the same glass over and over and over and over. So, basically, as they keep filling it up, you have this orange beer with, like, white stripes coming through it. So, the original name for the beer was Bengali Tiger because it looked like a Bengali Tiger. Yeah. Uh, Thinking of partaking in particular hop cousins that yeah. might be popular. It's one of those, <laughs> I suspect there was plenty of that. in your video <laughs> game playing. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that's that's where the name comes from. Is now, I mean, the beer has been tweaked since then. It doesn't have that like electric orange thing. It's like the head retention is still there and definitely shows like appropriate lacing. Yeah, but it's not quite that same. Just like 
like orange, orange. Yeah, you know? looking like a four loco in a glass. Exactly. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> with, with foam. Four loco with foam. Yeah, getting more in like the beer idea. There, there we you go. go. <laughs> Fucking jinx. Or? Yeah, I know. But say we've hosted a podcast so long together. <laughs> we share a brain. We share a brain. We're on the Andy Pettit fucking episode. Crazy. <laughs> Steroids. No, uh, but James, you've been around the Houston beer community, like you said, for at least like a decade now. Mm-hmm. Um, are there some things that you see that you really like, or like, or are there anything out there that you dislike? So, or? I mean, one of those is like, and it's not just Houston, but Texas all the way across. It's like yeah. the beer scene in Texas is better than it's literally ever been. You know, it's like. Having been, you know, very closely tied with, like, lots of, the, like, homebrew groups in town from, you know, basically DeFalco's time. And mm-hmm. I was like, get a lot of insight into, like, for lack of a better term, the, like, old dudes who have actually, like, seen it through from, like, the 70s and forward yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Where it's, yeah. More breweries putting out better beer than they ever have before. And it's just one of those, like, it's just a really cool thing. And it's like, you know, it's great to see a beer community that is really, like, actually growing and, you know, showing potential. And to which, I mean, hence why I have my job right now. Yeah. Because, like... Hey, wait, Texas is drinking craft beer. We should, like... We should get in there. We should be doing <laughs> get this. In there, like, yeah. And not hard to figure out. Texans drink a lot of beer. True. It's the... It's, <laughs> it's we, the we, should, we should stop right there and just take a moment. Texans drink a lot of beer. To <laughs> drink <laughs> beer in Texas. To drink beer. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, it's my Simpsons guy. What's that? <laughs> I had nothing to drink, so I just shot off fake guns like the guy on the Simpsons. The Texan... Oh, oh the guy okay. Who parks on the beaver. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> your Texas lift. It means down. <laughs> <laughs> this guy used to work at Brash. I yes, that did happen. <laughs> <laughs> I I have Simpsons at a time or two. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time we were driving up to Brash for Simpsons trivia, and I was literally just on their uh, like their random facts page, mm-hmm. just like studying. Like we're gonna win this fucking thing. And I don't even think we played we because like, we it saw people like dressed up as Homer. Like, oh shit, people oh, actually like, love people, this fucking show. Take a, I mean, give you an idea. The guy who puts the trivia together, here, uh, his name is Eddie Hernandez. Uh-huh. He has "I choo choo choose you" tattooed Shut on his neck. Shut the fuck up. To which, if you don't know what that is, that yeah, is a Ralph's. small reference to <laughs> Ralph giving Lisa yeah. a Valentine's card in like very I don't know. obscure. It's, yeah, it's just one of those like some stupid strange I reference, and he put it on the she, side of his she, neck, she, taking she. up like pretty much the whole part of his neck. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that episode. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I did the same thing, but not a tattoo on my body. Just I gave a, someone a Valentine. Just, yeah, all the I Simpsons ch- factoids really bring the ladies in, but they stick around for the I choo choo choose you. Mm-hmm. That's how you really bring them home. <laughs> yeah, they fucking love that. So, <laughs> what what uh, complications, if any, do you have selling a beer like not from the South around here? So one of those things, and that's been particularly like kind of a. A growing challenge is one of those, like, I mean, you know, being being a Texan myself, it's like, you know, I certainly get the Texas pride thing. I mean, you know, yeah. I wear a buckle and boots every fucking day sort of thing where it's like, yeah. you know. You know it, it lives in you. Yeah. I don't hide my red neckitude sort of deal. <laughs> but at the same point, it's when I was like, look, okay, yes, it's awesome. That these products are cool and they're local. And it's like, you know, I have something that is delivered here as fresh, if not fresher than a lot of the local products. It is of comparable quality and, in certain cases, better quality. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's like, look, we make a big deal about, like, independent owned and operated. And it's like one of those. It may not necessarily be Texan, but damn sure it is American. Like, yeah. no mm-hmm. two ways around it. Independent mm-hmm. in the country. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and and like you were saying when I asked like what you like about the scene, it it is growing. Like mm-hmm. there's just in Houston alone or just in Austin alone, they all have their own small little breweries. Dallas as well, where it's like absolutely Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, Houston's like. They're all showing up. I mean, even down through like the valley and everything, you're starting to see more and more little places pop up, and it's just like, yeah, you know, it, it's awesome to see that drive for craft beer really yeah. start growing. Where it's like, I mean, I'm sure just as well as anybody else, it's like I've had my fair share of Shiner and Lone Star. Actually, I had several Lone Stars <laughs> yesterday. Come to think of it, there we go. <laughs> Usually, it's the cheapest or option whenever you go to a bar. And it was all... really cold. Was pretty much That's the selling point yeah. to me. Yeah. So in an industry where people do unexpectedly sell out mm-hmm. how much do you think like being independent helps you like move along in like down here so as far as in like more craft centric circles yeah. i feel it's a huge point oh yeah of course one, yeah. you know just one of those like yeah we're not it's it's about the passion it's not about like you know the money that being mm-hmm. said i mean it's like i can't say i would work for, i can't say i would work for like the big guys in general i've never been one to work for a big company just at all it's just not yeah. something for me but at the same point it's like if you were offering me a billion dollars there's a lot of shit I would sell you there's, true there's, there's a lot of shit I would sell you <laughs> I'd go find some more shit I'd <laughs> sell you one ply toilet paper <laughs> yeah it was like shit I'd sell you my own mother for a billion dollars oh, she'd man. tell me it was a good deal too <laughs> <laughs> shit it just reminded me of one of the fucking uh, stand up specials in that new stand ups on Netflix no oh, yeah it's just like Shit for forty million or he goes forty million dollars. You can just take my mom. Just, <laughs> you can just take her. Yeah, some of my, my family members. You can a thousand. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I might pay you to take him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a cousin Alex. I'd pay you to take him. Damn. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not. But I am. Not yeah, sorry. sorry, not sorry, Blue. Yeah, I, I'd still, I still mean it. But <laughs> there's no way I. I'm, I'm sorry you heard and it. you watched the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck yourself, Alex. Uh, <laughs> Snitch ass. Oh, man. He's a snitch. I was going to further that independence. Like, so, uh, no, yeah, go ahead. I lost my, I'm dead. You're dead? Please go. All right, put your mic down. All right. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Garrett Horvath. (laughs) Pour one out for you, buddy. How will you remember Garrett Horvath? (laughs) Sober. (laughs) Couldn't get the dude to drink with me. Damn. (laughs) Guy invites me to his podcast. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> you said beer centric. Hold I'm on. pretty sure he's a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even trust myself. He already said blaze it, bro. It's, it's too late. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I, I Ubered here. That, that, I don't, none of those cars out there are anywhere close yeah. to mine. I'll drink to that. If you've learned anything from this show, drink responsibly mm. so you can drink. I don't think we've ever once expressed that opinion, but yeah, drink responsibly. Uber's great. Uber's it is. Fucking Awesome. I, I have and something I'm proud of. I have a 4.8 on Uber. Nice. Yeah. 4.8. Out of 5. Someone, someone told me, oh, someone, an Uber driver told me, mm-hmm. that's high for a man. Because <laughs> you get in the car and you get out the car and the entire ride, we knew we couldn't fuck you. Yeah. The entire time. We just wanted to talk. I, I I have some of the best conversations with my Uber drivers, though. And I give it a take, like, Six times out of ten, I'm drunk. <laughs> That's what usually helps. They, they they sound like they're having a great time. Like I have like so one guy told me like I literally have brought someone like from where you're coming to to where you're going all day, and no one's even acknowledged me really. They've just been on their phone, Damn. and here you are just asking me about my day and and if I've seen anything funny today. I always love asking Uber. So what's the most interesting thing you've seen today? Come on. 
Me? Uh, no, 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 like, just no, Uber yeah, drivers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what happened in your day? Yeah. Like, I mean, I can tell you what happened in mine. Was like, Mine's pretty boring. <laughs> but you, you drive people, random people around yeah. for a living. Random fucked up people yeah. most of the time. So f- 4.8, I'm a man. Uber drivers, if you're out there, come pick me up, man. Mm-hmm. I'm you good. Just, I'm saying, stay around my area. And it might, be, <laughs> it might be higher if I didn't let people borrow my Uber. I order Ubers, Ubers for people. They give me money. And sometimes I hear about how they act when they get an Uber. I'm like, fuck, there yeah. goes my score. Oh, well, why you got to fuck up in my name, man? <laughs> you just yelling at Uber drivers? You didn't ask for your Hell, even when an Uber driver car. fucks up, I've never left an Uber driver with nothing but a five. Uber drivers fuck up all the time. One lady, mm-hmm. she was telling me, and I, did we talk about this last week at all? One lady, we, I was on my way to someone's house, and she was talking about her religion and all this crazy shit. And we totally passed where the fuck I was going. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. And she canceled the trip. And just I had to pay it out right there. And then she put the address in her regular GPS and took me the rest of the way. Nice. What nice. a nice lady. That's a forgiving religion. <laughs> she was Muslim. <laughs> what, a, what a surprise. Come forgiving on, religion. You're going to give the homeland treatment to the Muslims? No, I didn't play scary music in the background. <laughs> It doesn't mean I'm not going to edit it in. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. You have that power. True. But I won't because that's fucked up. You can also auto-tune this whole podcast. Please make this happen. <laughs> One day we will have an auto-tuned do. episode the entire time. That would be pretty dope. Hey, so I listened to your podcast the other day. You know you sound just like Akon? <laughs> your voice is beautiful. <laughs> I never hear this echo when we talk in person. but It's, <laughs> it's an effect right when I get on the There party. we go. But uh, I remember where I went dead. It was speaking about this, like the whole selling for a billion dollars or whatever. Mm. Um, do you imagine that that becomes a bigger part of the craft beer game? Uh, or do you think it's kind of starting to show as breweries do it, they kind of just get this, this... Like a line gets drawn in the sand usually when it happens. Absolutely, for and sure. So, I was like, I, do I think it's going to be a big issue overall? Honestly, probably not really. Yeah. And that being said, in like... In some of the more craft-centric communities, yeah, it's going to be a huge factor. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, most of the, like, real craft-centric community is a small community, but they have a big voice sort of thing. Yeah. You know, the kind of guys who are, I don't know, putting together podcasts and et cetera. And yeah. So, yeah what? Like, what? <laughs> like really passionate and out there and, you know, want nice. to be a part of the scene and everything. Like, yeah. 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 They're, they're the ones who are going to get out there and, you know, really make a deal about it. But as far as, like, what really drives sales in a brewery and stuff like that... I don't think it's going to be that big a deal. Yeah. That being said, I can happily say that very, very closely after some of the larger buyouts, uh, we did have a a nationwide staff meeting, albeit via teleconference. <coughs> That's and, still pretty cool. Well, it's it's pretty neat. We definitely do some high-tech stuff. Uh, <laughs> they faxed but, me the other day. No, sorry. Uh-oh, the other guest is here. Go ahead. I'll they be back. faxed me. Yeah, oh, shit. I still have questions but, uh, to ask. All right, yeah. Don't go fall in love while I'm gone. Take his uh, mic off you. Too late. <laughs> but uh, but no. So we definitely had like kind of a national national sales meeting sort of thing. And basically, one of the deals was our owner telling us like uh, there is no intention on selling the brewery. There's no intention on selling large pieces of the brewery. We yeah. are very happy to be independently owned and operated. And as goes along with a lot of our meetings, especially you know via the teleconferences and everything. We make a point to everyone have a beer in hand. I like and that. And usually slam it at the end of the meeting. Nice. Because, that's, I mean, yeah, that's, it's, a, it's a brewery at the end right? of the day. Was like, that's a cool-ass company to work for. 
it does not suck. Yeah. It does not suck. I remember interviewing for a job uh, with a brewery, and it was over Skype, and uh, I was like, do I... Do I drink a beer? Or, and I was like, it's the interview. It's a nah. Mm-hmm. I'll just uh, I'll show myself from the shoulders up and have no pants on. <laughs> I can definitely say for my interview with Six Point, met up with our now COO in Austin, who uh, he graduated from UT, so he was there as kind of a fan for a basketball game or whatever. And we literally went on like a pub crawl for our for my interview. Yeah. Like, you know, stop it in Make several sure different places. Your shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, you look like you can drink. Can you actually drink? And I was like, I, I passed the test. This isn't a front. <laughs> I have put so many years of development <laughs> into this. This is what my training has been all about. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, I keep losing myself where I want to ask another question. But... Puff. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, that's a limited release, correct? Yeah, so this is the second time we've put Puff out. Uh, we did put it out last year. We put it out last year as a draft-only release in Texas. Okay. Uh, this year, we put it out as draft and package. It is showing to track as our most popular beer just all the way across the board. Yeah. Which, with only two runs of it, is kind of hard to really tell, but that's kind of where it's seeming, which... You know, anything that's going to top high res in our portfolio is when it was like, okay, we're paying very real attention to this. Yeah, very much so. Which is actually, so in our in our core lineup, like, three of the four cans look very similar. Like, Bengali, Sweet Action, and Crisp all have kind of a silver design with, you know, you can see it's... And its know, own little trim. Exactly, yeah. To where resin being solid color can and everything. Resin started as a limited release mm-hmm. and then tracked so popularly that it became a year-round beer. Nice. To which, you know, my personal opinion, if Puff were to end up, I don't know about replacing resin, but joining the like year round, yeah. year round party, it's like, I would not complain. There I would go. not complain for sure. And it's, I love the artwork. It just clouds all over it, but it makes sense. Oh, I wish I had brought some rolling papers for it. <laughs> Y'all have Puff rolling papers? We do indeed have Puff oh, rolling papers. awesome. Because it's nice to float through a cloud, man, you know? Indeed it is. Listening to some sleep. That's the name of the metal band. I mean, I was. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Hey. Hey. What's up, man? How's it going? What's up, Hunter? Hi, man. Peace, Garrett, man. Nice to meet you. Sir, welcome to the show. Get my man a beer. I was going to say, you want a beer, bro? Yeah, dude. Shit, I need one, too. Come on with it. Hey, you want something All right, light so you want what do we miss? What'd you what? say? You want something what? light you want something big? Uh, we Let's were like, talking about like, um, yeah. his taste in women. No, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, breathing is pretty much a big hey, standard there. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> breathing is a big standard. Oh, there we go. I was going to go over uh, events you personally have coming up for the brewery or big releases coming up. Uh, so we're, we're able to cover an hour. Nice. Yeah. I got two more questions, but I feel uh, okay. Go I ahead. got two more answers. They might be stupid, but I might have them. <laughs> Shit. Stupid answers only is come after stupid questions. Stupid does something yeah, in that stupid idea. Stupid does. So uh, no, we're about to release Low Res, which is a brand new session IPA for us. Uh, haven't ever put it out before or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as far as like events coming up. Uh, doing a beer festival with uh, Stuttgart in Texas City this weekend. Uh, <laughs> later this month on the 25th, we are celebrating Matt LeBlanc's birthday at <laughs> Tower Inn. Okay. <laughs> he's one of my friends. Why not? He's a national treasure. Yeah. He's like, so come hang out with your friends. There you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that'll be a fun one for uh, yeah their movie night and being you know. What big movie screen. does he have? Are we just gonna They're terrible. Oh, just gonna... They're terrible. He has movies for real. There are actually movies. I'm not telling you which ones. You gotta come find oh. out. Ones are... I would imagine he had voiceover work. Yeah. Oh, no. There's a couple where he is. He's actually. It's. Uh, I'm trying to understand. <laughs> it's something retarded. Yeah. I, I'm trying to understand who like the downgraded Kate Hudson is because that's who I imagine would play like well, across like, from him in a movie <laughs> like, <laughs> like a lesser of her a Kirsten Dunst <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, not too much on Chris, Kirsten Dunst man she's done some pretty good work wait she ruined Spider-Man um wow <laughs> my man says she Just ruined kidding. Spider-Man continue anytime she's on screen it looks good to me there we go <laughs> we have different tastes why why the tall cans that's one of my questions so the slate cans are one of those things where it's like you know try to make a point to like I said we we don't find ourselves really like bound by you know this is what you would typically do conventional sort of right so there's some real some real strategery to go into that <laughs> yeah uh, so one of those things we have uh, four core beers in our lineup and then we have typically speaking a rotator to go along with that if not two mm-hmm. so four of the beers on a shelf is the same width as five narrow-faced. So if four of them are faced wide, like, you know, one, two, three, four, and then you turn them on the narrow end of the package, that five is the same width as that four. Yeah. So basically we can kind of help maintain shelf space with adding another skew to it. There you go. Nice. Uh, they are also, I mean, they cool down a little bit quicker. They're a little bit taller, so they kind of stand out a little bit more on a shelf. Definitely. One benefit that I particularly like is if you happen to be somewhere where you shouldn't have beer, mm-hmm. uh, I can <laughs> tell you that looks a whole lot like drinking a Red Bull to me. I it mean, really does, because Red Bull has all types of cans, too. They're not just constricted to that one can that they it's started like, out with. Y'all had like a, a joint meeting. Like, mm-hmm. like y'all uh, just keep coming up with a joint meeting. I can tell you we're sure we have many of those. That's awesome. Nah. Yeah, no, I was looking at it. I was like, I wonder why they went with this can inside. Well, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's a nice little fringe benefit where just when I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? We do have uh, some koozies, which oh, I wish I brought a couple with me. But They fit these? They fit, yeah, they fit <laughs> the Literally only cans. those. Well, yeah, well, that are Red Bull. That's <laughs> why I don't order a whole lot of them. Because yeah. like, I can't use them on other cans, but they are the the narrow koozies. And it literally says, beer is my energy drink on it. And it's like this hot, like, blaze orange. <laughs> I like thing. that. I like that. that. Hurts. <clears throat> my last question was going to be, or is going to be, what breweries in Houston do you recommend to the viewers so two of my favorites definitely would be and I'll have to admit one is kind of biased but Brash is probably like way up on the top of my list it's like you know being a hophead myself and honestly as an ex-employer as a wonderful ex-employer it was like you know certainly really like those guys yeah. uh, B52 is absolutely stellar the stuff they're putting out is completely awesome it's like you know start moving more inside the loop sort of thing it's like Eureka Heights has been nothing but exceptional it's yeah like, uh Honestly, it's like, I definitely flex with these ones that are like up, down, and center. It's like, yeah. Between those four, that kind of really covers like a lot of what I drink currently from Houston yeah. beer. But it's like, I mean, we all know it's like, without St. Arnold's, none of us would have the point where we're at right now. Yeah. So which is like, it's, you know, between new packaging, new recipes, new formulations, like, they've kind of really shown like a, hey, look, guys, we are here to stay. Like, we're not trying to fall yeah. behind the times. I and mean, that's fucking awesome to see. That's, that's something I always respected about them was <clears throat> whenever I first, I've said it a couple of times, like when I first got into working for craft beer, like at the saucer and in craft beer, mm-hmm. they 
<clears throat> we're known for amber lawnmower weed whacker probably texas and, weed at that time yeah and then uh, it's been a while <laughs> and uh fucking and Alyssa. Mm-hmm. and uh then they they did have endeavor and then like the bishop's barrel series but overall it was like it just seemed a little stale i'm gonna have to find a picture to show you of literally making furniture out of cases endeavor thanks to those guys really oh shit <laughs> jesus <laughs> An Endeavor couch? That sounds pretty dope. We had a coffee table and end table okay. also. Nice. Full set. I said furniture, motherfucker. <laughs> a fully furnished. Yeah. No, no, but, yeah. Uh, it, it has been cool to see them take it a step further and just keep coming out with cool shit like the 5 o'clock pills, the oh, car yeah. car. And, it's like, and, and it's, I'll be honest, it's like some of their more mainstay ones, like the more like, you know, big production ones are the ones that I've found the most impressive. Like as much as, you know, I do like the Bishop's Barrel series and the Divine Reserve stuff, it's like, uh, like like you said, five o'clock pills, art car, art car, man. I, I think that's like a pretty perfect IPA for this, yeah. especially yeah. for this climate where it was like, you know, it it fits Houston very well. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you look at like the raspberry as fuck or Berliner Weiss or the boiler room to go with it, and it's like, yeah, no, I mean they're really putting out a lot of like a lot of really good beers. Yeah, and, and it's always quality. Like mm-hmm. every time you get it, so. That's what they excel in. They are consensus, or consistent as hell, and it's impressive. I'll drink to that. Salute. To consistency. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll get you a... Here, cheers. Hey, hey, you got a water. Hey, My yeah. man's. Yeah, to be fair, we're consistency. mainly drinking water anyway. Yeah, there's some water in it. <laughs> it's flavored water. Think like a La Croix that you know, doesn't suck. So what if I told you there was a seventh point? Uh, it's behind uh, the kneecap. <laughs> I think that's for a more off the air yeah. show. <laughs> oh, so there I'll is tab, something you don't want to talk about. I'll tab with Southside Collection. <laughs> dark. Past dark. Yeah. <laughs> that's Bro, great. Southside Collection after dark. Yeah, we have, we're like Twitter. We have two versions of us. Nice. <laughs> Twitter is it's it's, it's a very. I, I, there's more than two versions. I'll say that. Oh yeah. There is definitely more. There was only one Twitter <laughs> for all those confused. But there are sections of Twitter that you have never seen. I remember one time I tweeted something and someone said something to me and I just put, go fuck yourself, you stupid bitch. And he goes, well, I've never been on this side of Twitter. Like, you goddamn right. Twitter's for your friends. Don't don't, stay on your lawn. Yeah, Twitter's for your friends, not for strangers you don't know that you disagree with, (laughs) motherfucker. I will pitch that fight and happily. I'll look at at your bio, I'll look at your picture, and I'll make all of my judgments of of you off of that. And uh, I I usually end up having the most fun out of that. A lot of the funniest shit on Twitter comes from like, like when one person will say something to a chick or mm-hmm. like to somebody and then the response is just about like whatever is wrong with them in their biopic mm-hmm. and I'm just like alright cool my best example my most recent example of that is Trinidad James said Kanye and uh, 2 chains we're gonna do Watch the Trap 2 which they've never done one but it's cool yeah. and the first comment on it or the first uh, response is you better stay off that hoe like someone's telling Trinidad James that one of his followers and there's only three or four responses Jesus. so you know he saw it Yeah. <laughs> but the very first one is you better stay off of it that's golden mm, that's I love Twitter that that <laughs> Peas bro you just walked in the room man introduce yourself man what's going on man I'm, I'm at Peas um, I'm a rapper there we go. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Damn. father. I'm a new father. Uh, hey, congratulations. Congratulate boy or girl? Boy. Name? You got a name? Tanner. Tanner. Lukewarm peas. Yeah. <laughs> Still warming up. Uh, we had uh, Donnie Houston on episode 30 over at Axel Rad. That was yeah. a good old time. Yeah. We got the second half of Don yeah. P here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, guess, I, guess I bring gifts. Oh, yeah. thank oh, you. Oh, my man got gifts. What a nice yeah. man. Appreciate what? you. What? Jay- 
Yeah. That all you brought was beer, and this man brought me a fucking beer. <laughs> nah, I appreciate that. <laughs> it's so, good beer, though. It is. Shit, try that. You need to try this puff. Now, how you know what's the? Because he he came. He, he said, you want something light? You want something strong? Yeah. I was like, hey, man, I don't know what I'm coming into. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to go with the light, you know? But yeah. what's, it's best yeah. to always start light. Yeah. And then work your way up. <laughs> like, nah. yeah, I don't know if you can see me. I was shaking my head. No, nah, no. Nah. Just Did go. Just dive in. Did we not have a fucking in. dude conversation a minute ago? Just, just uh, dive yeah. in. Shit. He didn't see it. If you want to see another grown man's chest, it's worth it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Show him. So I got three words that I like to live by. Oh. Fuck, Fuck. it, dude. All right. I respect the fuck out of that, dude. No yeah. regrets. Love crawfish. Anyway. <laughs> Someone just said, I love crawfish. I never. I hate crawfish. I'll never ask you about crawfish. You just responded to the wrong person. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, how did you and Donnie Houston uh, come about, man? Um, We went to college together. We went to Sam Houston State University up in Huntsville, Texas together. And um, there was a guy that was rapping. Up there, you know, a lot of people was rapping. I'm pretty sure you can mm-hmm. imagine. Yeah. And um, he said, man, you and um, Don got to get together at the time. He was going by DJ Don. And um, I went to his apartment, and we did this record. What like, year was that? This was... Uh, 14, 15? No, no. 13, 12? No, no. <laughs> this might have been 6, 7. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, 06, oh, 07, oh, maybe 08. But probably, yeah, it was like a little bit after Katrina happened. Yeah. yeah. Enough from New Orleans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't displaced because oh, of shit. Katrina, but... I lived in New Orleans for years. Nice. Oh, yeah, man. Dope town, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only other city I can call home. Hey, you know, that's what's up. Are you from You're from Houston? Yeah, I was born here, but moved to New Orleans when I was one. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. What part? Huh? I lived in a quarter. Oh, you lived in a quarter? Yeah. Oh, no, that's dope. Yeah, 617 mm. Delphine. Like, that's a, every time I go there. That's a, uh, No wonder you got in the, the broom business. Yeah, no, that's a, that, had to been a, that had to have been a unique experience, to say the least. Well, I mean, to be fair, when we're talking about, you know, your first 10 years of life is when I was like, my experience was reasonably limited. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But, you know, every time but you I go probably saw some shit that... Definitely saw more, some shit. Yeah. yeah, I mean... Go to the quarter on Halloween, you will so, see some And that's what shit. I'm saying, and most kids won't even, because they're not, they don't go down there, but if yeah. you live down there, you automatically you submerge. Yeah, if you're getting ready to go to the store or whatever, you yeah, see something. I mean, yeah, we were in a condo on a second story, where it was just, I was like, well, I mean, you're up above where you're going to get, like, yeah. stepped on or hurt, so it's like, yeah. well, I don't know, you're going to see the Shit anyway. mm-hmm. Real quick, just just from you know being someone that was there too way too young, mm-hmm. what's something that you probably that you remember now, but you saw way too young? Like, oh, that's what it was. Like, like so uh, uh, <laughs> south end of Bourbon Street, it gets uh, a little weird. Bit, uh, it gets a little <laughs> bit more free spirited, yes. to say the least. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, one of those was like, man, this place is really magical. It's all kind of like. Rainbows and people walking around with like sparkles and shit painted on them. Where it's like, this is so cool. Come back as you know, an adult and just one was like, oh, that's what oh, I was looking at. Oh, yeah, that's what we're going on. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. There's, the it's, sparklers it's, were in his ass. Like, it's, it's, right. <laughs> it's right. It's right. The sparklers were in his ass. There's, there's a calmness in the air. Like, Bourbon Street is like always, whether you're talking about Bourbon Street after the Saints won the Super Bowl when yeah. I was there, or you're talking about Bourbon Street. On a random Saturday night, yeah. there's always a busyness to it, and always. yes, mm-hmm. when you start getting closer to this south end of bourbon that he's describing, yeah. there's a calmness in the air. You can kind of feel it, like the drunken mm-hmm. me always yeah. knows <laughs> that I ventured too far because okay. I couldn't tell you what street not to cross. Yeah. I, I've never I remembered that. Yeah. Is, yeah, I just know that there's a feeling it gets a little cooler. 
It feels a little bit cooler. No, there's a stillness in the air. Not yeah, the body's still in all it the is oxygen. like you know. There's a clear divide. You know, if you go on the south, I'm not saying anybody who should. Hey, whatever you like, you like it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But um, if you're a guy like myself, you might not want to do the south, south end of Bourbon there Street. You, you know what I'm saying? There we go. So, so this is a forewarning and an advertisement. For hey, the there you go. Hey, it's, it's strange how that happened. But hey. <laughs> They didn't warn us about the south side of Bergen, they, they, uh, but any place you like, like uh, those stands where you go get your grenade, hand grenades and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, are you from here? No. Well, here's where you shouldn't go because you probably get killed or mm-hmm. or you probably get jumped or you probably get robbed. Like, honestly, yeah. so just stay on Bourbon Street. <laughs> that's, yeah. what they, that's, 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 that's what they told us at least. Honestly, yeah. it's such a welcoming city. It's one of those like, I mean, you know, a real like. A real example of like southern hospitality. Yeah. Like, as long as you're cool and polite with people, it's like, man, you're gonna get along just fine no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. Hell, we were talking about Uber. That was the first time I took a lift. I took mm-hmm. a lift out there. Yeah. Oh, the stupid pink mustache on it. Mm-hmm. Lift was trying to, the lift driver won't won't expose him. He trying to sell some weed, <laughs> real real hey, casual. That sounds like a damn good driver. Real, yeah, real casual about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was talking too much money. I don't know about all that. <laughs> so so y'all met in college. <laughs> So he yeah. tried to hit you with those out of town yeah. prices. Like, Look, I may not be from here, but I'm not dumb. Yeah, yeah. I can wait. Dude, you know, yeah, you yeah. Know they have weed everywhere, right? Yeah, <laughs> they didn't just know make what it here. You should be charging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there's a market, but uh, true. You gotta make your money. I would have done the same thing. Yeah, no. Hey, sure. I mean, somebody's willing to pay for it if they're mm-hmm. throwing that number. Oh yeah, out. for sure, for sure. <laughs> Let's not get into the weed price. Of this. <laughs> oh, Let's not get into man. the market. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so you, so y'all met at college. Yeah, we met in college, man, and um, you know, we just we just clicked off. You know what I'm saying? He was really into music, and I was really impressed at you know what he was doing, yeah. and you know, even at that time. And um, you know, he moved, ended up moving back to Houston, and I moved back to Houston, and excuse me, um, we started recording music. You know what I'm saying? I did mixtapes and stuff at his mom's house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In the closet. You know what I mean? There you go. Just like that. And um, I had I stopped making music. You know okay. what I'm saying? For a period of time, and um, he kept making music, and uh, you know, it just was you know it was getting more and more phenomenal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then um, I started making music again. I did this tape called. Uh, 8585 mm-hmm. and then I did Whitehall and he produced on Whitehall yeah, and then you know um, back when in the period of recording at his mom's house <clears throat> we toyed around with doing this this album called Don P yeah mm-hmm. you know the Don for Donnie and the P for Peace right yes, yeah sir. great uh-huh. thank you and um, you know uh, years later I think it was like eight years later or mm-hmm. something like that he just hit me he was like let's do the Don P you know what I'm saying? In the text message, he was living in Atlanta. I was like, all right, let's do it. You know, because I was trying to figure out what my next thing was going to yeah. be. I had, the, I had, you know, ideas the for Hall. the, yeah, the follow up to Whitehall. Yeah. I was like, what I'm going to do? Because people really liked the Whitehall project. And I didn't want to, um, you know, disappoint. There's a little bit of pressure of course, there. Yeah. And yet there's an excitement to, like, create something, you know. But um, also a, 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 uh, the feeling of the need to put music out, yeah. Yeah. you know, in the in in the interim though, because everybody, you know, your most, you know, the most popular rapper in the world, you know, is going to put out an album and then put out a playlist, yeah, yeah. you know, of brand new music. Right now, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's and that's just the climate, mm-hmm. and it's tough to it's it's tough as an indie to navigate that because, you know, you go back and forth with, you know, 
sticking to one record and pushing that record yeah. and then also you know um continuing to create and realizing if the record wondering and, and trying to figure out if the record that you're trying to push is just not as dope as you thought it was and you need to go back to the drawing board so yeah. it's a real you know it's it's a funny spot to be in so yeah. That allowed the 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 Lanyard project allowed me to create new music and not have to be under the, you know, I don't have a word for it, but it would, that you know of you know. If you're just uh, listening, yeah, his hand yeah, it's a claw, but it's one handed. So, so uh, you you spoke about the in, like so the interim between you not making music and you making like getting back at it. Mm -hmm. What what made you stop and what made you go back at it? What made me stop was. Um, I thought I was in love. There we go. Yeah, you know. I've heard that a couple times on the show. Yeah, you know, I thought I was in love, and um, I said, hey, this is, you know, maybe this is what I'm supposed to do. This music shit is a pipe dream or whatever. Yeah. And then, um, you know, really throughout that time frame, though, I realized that, like most people do, when you get away from whatever the fuck it is you love, you love it too much to be pulled away Smothered, from it in that yeah. way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so when that situation went sour, it was actually one of the best things that could have happened because I literally sat down in that empty-ass apartment because she fucking took all the fucking took furniture. Everything out there. Yeah. yeah. Had a lawn chair. You know, hey, I mean, in the living room was uh, stained concrete, so it was cold. Mm. We lived over, yeah, so anyways. A lot of symbolism there. Hey, you know what I'm saying? The yeah. coldness and the emptiness. Yeah. And from it, was born. Uh, I did. A, I did a mixtape called Quick Release Two. I had did one um, prior, and then I did two, and that was just like rapping on all industry beats. Yeah. I got a homeboy, um, DJ Forms. Um, shout out to him. He had the Pro Tools and the turntables, and he knew that I used. He knew I was nice on the mic. I just had stopped. Yeah. And he was just like, man, you know, fuck, let's rap. And it was funny because he was never somebody that I just saw do that i've seen him dj and do his thing but i never really i knew he had the whole setup but it was almost like does he use it you know what i'm saying <laughs> and then he, yeah, yeah yeah then he yeah. just was like he opened he opened uh he opened his doors to me and let me do that project yeah. and then that got me like all right yeah this is what i need to do i did like a whole bunch of records that i never put out because they were so like sad and sappy and nobody mm -hmm. wants to hear that you shit but that it, it was good singer. yeah you the wedding singer yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah for like, sure he does that song he's like yeah. That was your music right there? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Jesus. Pretty much. And, um, you know, I was glad. I, now, at the time when I did it and recorded, I thought it was dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when I listened to it, I was like, man, nah, I can't do this. This is, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah. what the fuck? This is sad. How am I supposed yeah. to re perform this live? I mean, yeah. yeah. That's sad. Right. Right. It does help people get through some shit, though. Yeah, no, it does. It, it does. does but. Uh, Crying on I stage. just had to, yeah. It, it sounded almost too painful. Like yeah. I almost, you know, I mean, if somebody heard the record, whatever. But one of them was called Twilight Man, and it played off of the fucking Twilight movie. Yeah. And the the main characters. Now the the structure of it was pretty dope. But come on, Twilight. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking the exact same. Well, yeah. All the hardness right there. Yeah, you know what I mean. You should release those songs one day, and then when you said that, I'm like. Maybe they were better off in 2000. Yeah, yeah, they're better off. Yeah, somewhere else. But that's what happened, and then you know, so that's that's why I stopped. So then, what got you back in? Well, you know, Dumpy. Yeah, now nah, she was gone. Yeah, and so I needed to do something that I like to do now. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I like to do music, so I did that quick release too. Yeah, and then I assembled a team. 
And we did eight five eight five. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. had to assemble. We did eight five eight five. Uh as does happen with a lot of things when you first start up, everybody doesn't stick around. You know, expectations um or or just that expectations and then also people's lives change mm-hmm. so True. you know you know some changes were made to that crew that i assembled and then um we did whitehall and whitehall was the one that um really got people to kind of start talking about yeah. me you know what i'm saying and um after the whitehall project then you know what I'm saying? We did the lane, yeah. Donnie said, "Let's do lane. Let's do let's do Don P." Because at the time, the album was supposed to be called Don, Don P. P. Oh. Yeah, and then it was like, well, let's just make it like a group, like a one-off type thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you know, there's Donnie Houston, he does his thing, and there's this guy named High Peas, and he does his thing, and when they get together, they do their thing, yeah. and that's like sort of similar, but it's his own encapsulated kind of sound. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. So That's what what, it was. Where, where were you on the whole? On name? the cover? No, 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 no. The whole name of the, the Lang Yap. Right. I that, I came up with that name, Lang Yap. Lang Yap. Yeah, I, I came up with that name because okay, okay so um, at the time when we decided to do this, I got a record on there called oh not on there on Whitehall called Cherish, mm-hmm. and we had just did the did video, video for, for it. Too, yeah, 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 and it's got a real like New Orleans flavor to mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and um, people were um, kind of trying to get me to um, like re-release and repackage Whitehall. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That feels stale. And so I was talking with Donnie about it. He was like, Well shit, we can just kind of do some records with that kind of flavor to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And that's how and that's how Lanyap started. It didn't end up it didn't end up that way. It ended up being like its own thing. Yeah. Southern, but not just so focused on New Orleans and Louisiana. Third Coast feeling to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so but the the title, um, I had that as a title for White Hole. When I can't right no. No, which one's you? Right there. Right there. Which one? Guess. In the. Yeah. <laughs> Guess. Right <laughs> now, y'all, if, we're, if you're just listening, we're all looking at the fucking album cover trying to pick out. Well, there's hoppies. James Harden in the back. <laughs> well, you and Donnie are just standing next to each other, right? Right, 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 right yeah. There you go. So you're not the one with the chick running up on you. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. He's not insane. Nah. <laughs> and if you listen to the the album and the skits and everything, the artwork yeah. and yeah. all that flows yes. in, you know. That's yeah. something that we talked to Donnie about, the, the skits on this one right here. Oh, man. You still have to listen to this, hoe. The skits Got to. on it are classic. Yeah, yeah, uh, I don't yeah. know if you're a big GLC fan, mm-hmm. but... The skit and that okay, so the skits remind me of a GLC skit because he kind of has like that whole like uh, it's me but uh-huh. it's not me type yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna talk and have some fun. But you personally don't you don't really sound like anybody. Yeah, which is which is difficult <laughs> because I want to say you you have this type of thing about you, you have that type of thing about you, but you have your type of thing about you. You don't really sound like anybody else. Mm-hmm. But if you had to say that you did sound like somebody, like, mm-hmm. like someone that you can compare it to, like your style mm-hmm. to, who mm-hmm. would it be? You know, if normally this question is uh, different, most of the time people tell me that I sound like the artist that I'm going to tell you. Uh-huh. And you know, I'm, I'm excited, I, and, and, and I'm sitting, and I'm sitting here, kind of like wanting to fight for my own independence yeah, and yeah, creativity yeah. and yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Always. And yet, and yet, the artist that the comparison is made to is a dope ass artist, is J Cole. Oh, 
Okay. People say that I sound like J. Cole. Yeah. And maybe the subject matter on Whitehall and it being college uh-huh. or related kind of led into people feeling that way. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I personally don't hear it. But, I mean, you know, I think Cole's fucking incredible. So, you of know, course. if it had to be compared to somebody, yeah. that'd be cool. But I appreciate that. No, I, yeah. I, I, I've been listening <laughs> to it. I, just, I, I feel like for... Oh, my bad. No, I, I've been listening to it for for a while now and mm-hmm. I've been trying to put my finger on it like, like is, we have people we have rappers on the show almost every week mm-hmm. and more times than not even if it's not off the bat mm-hmm. eventually like a song like oh I can hear that influence yeah. or that yeah. influence yeah. and with you I just I mm-hmm. just hear you spitting and I love it appreciate I that I can't man. really put a finger on it it's probably because so, I don't Jay listen Cole to does. a lot of rap you don't? I you listen, listen to, to like I listen to old rap, but I don't yeah. listen to a lot of new rap. And then like my playlist is like a lot of R and B. Okay. A lot of R and B is my playlist is a lot so, of R and B. So what are, what are your old rappers there? My older rap, I hate to say old rappers. You know what I'm saying? No, but, but, but they know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, listen, they're not listening. Yeah. I, I definitely like, um, of course, Jay, and not just because he just dropped 444. Yes, sir. But Jay, you know, Juvenile, the whole Hot Boys, whoever, mm-hmm. Wayne, BG. Um, um, There's you know, Master P, you know, Master P shit. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna listen to some Beanie Siegel, some Jada Kiss. I just ran um with the Slim Shady, the Slim Shady LP, like for like two weeks straight. Yeah. Here, like in the last like eight to six week pocket. Sometimes I get into like spaces. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I jam that. Um, I've been jamming some Screw Tapes, man. There you That's go. I've been jamming some Screw Tapes. You know, in too deep. Um, I got put on Donnie put me on that I I had heard a lot of this shit from my boy D-Bop you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying but now it's like alright I'm more submerged in the culture and it's yeah. like so fucking interesting to me like I was I was telling Donnie this outside of um Dwayne Jackson's show yeah. on June 27th which was a phenomenal fucking show mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't I know there, you yeah. were there mm-hmm. no yeah. I wish I was there man dude I love Inspired man he put on That's a great. he put on a phenomenal fucking show yeah at any rate we were in the parking lot outside in between sets talking and i was just telling them i was like man you know y'all's culture the houston culture is like so fucking dope and i feel like i feel like sometimes people here feel like it's so they feel like it's old or it's played out yeah you know and i could make but like in new orleans bounce music don't die yeah. It won't a lot, die. A lot of places. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In Atlanta, that sound, that trap, crunk, whatever sound, it won't Shit, ever die. Washington, like, like that go go. Go-go. Ba- it, yeah, it, yeah, it won't ever. It won't. It won't. It won't ever die. And they don't yeah. feel they. They're not apologetic for loving their sound. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and I feel like the same. I feel like Houston should be the same way. And maybe not everybody feels that way, but I do come across a lot of people. Things on my timeline. You know, I understand everybody wants growth and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm just like, man, I don't know, it's just like a dope-ass culture, though. You know what I'm saying? A dope-ass yeah. history. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, what a lot of people are looking for is just what's going to go from it. Or, like, what's, what is what, next. What's next? What's what's next? next? I yeah. think there's a way, and it, it looks like it's getting that, like, it's, there's an understanding that there is going to be a new wave of music. And mm-hmm. that's just how it happens when you have so many artists making shit. Exactly. But at the same time, like, calling back and... Yeah. By all means. Sorry. Same, no, please. Same. You're on a beer drinking podcast. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Uh, trust me. 
trust and believe. We've, like, we've had more people get fucked up before they even actually get to the mic. <laughs> but yeah, so the yeah, idea you, that like and you he can, picked, he picked you. one of the ones I like the most. You can still <laughs> celebrate it and like put it put that influence towards the new music. Yes, but you also don't have to like come on every song like and I'm swinging. Yeah, and I'm coming <laughs> yeah. down. Like there's ways to still. Like cool. show I've never heard Gary rap before, so that, that was actually pretty yeah. Yeah, inspiring. Yeah. You can Impressive. Do it for the freestyle. Impressive. I'm a firm believer that um, anyone can rap. Anyone can rap. Anyone can rap. Mm-hmm. Soldier boy, pretty good. Rap, rap is not rap is not a difficult thing to do now. So, not anyone can do it and well. This is something that we used to talk about. This yeah. is something we used to talk about more in the earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. Is is the direction rap is going right now okay with you, or do you categorize it as something else? It's fine with me. Fine with you? Because any 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 time in rap, they always had like cornball, mm-hmm. goofy ass shit going on. Whether it was a whether it was a time frame that I was alive for, or one that I wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, with all due respect to um, Kwame. An innovator in hip hop, yeah, and uh, and an incredible um, went on to be an incredible producer as well. Um, he started off as a rapper, as an MC. He wore polka dot pants and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that, that was that era's of like corniness. We're yeah, in a different era of corniness. Yeah, but it, the corniness is just like anything else. Everything always matures. Yeah. It always becomes more and more amplified. To think about hip hop, hip hop is a bold fucking movement you know yeah, what i'm saying so if somebody's going to be a cornball and a goof they're going to be more and more goofy i didn't think it can get go- I, I didn't think it could get goofier than you know um the guys with the white glasses when that came out d4l and those uh, guys yeah, yeah. with much 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 respect to shawty low and, and and all those guys R. like R. but Shardy you know low. but it was it was it was fun hip-hop yeah. and it was goofy let's be honest look you know you had on white glasses Oh, yeah. You know, okay, but right, right. There's nothing wrong with it. Right, right. Wrong with it. It's, it's how you, it's how you embrace your goofiness. Yeah, they had an incredible time. And they had an incredible yeah, run, and then Trinidad James just showed you what the next level is. And he added some fly to it. He added some fly. Yeah, he did. He added some fly to it, and yet it was still like, what the? You know, you know yeah. what's going on here? But hip hop. If you were a gangster rapper, you know, hey man, the gangster rap only got more gangster. You know what I mean? The comments, the commentary, all that shit only got more descriptive. They taking it to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I agree as well. They do snitch on themselves. But would you say that more people now, just because of how like the, because gangster rap kind of took a backseat for a couple of years, just Mm -hmm. for that that that, like radio rap where songs just had like catchy hooks and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Would you say that the gangster rap today is on par with the gangster rap that was made probably like eight years ago or, or before that? If it's good gangster rap, yeah. yeah. But you know, there has to be a feeling of authenticity, you know, for gangster rap. I don't do gangster rap because I'm not a gangster. Yeah. You know, and for me, I have to at least feel like use a gangster ass motherfucker to yeah. rap that shit for me to like. But that's really what I like. Yeah. That's really what I listen to with, with rap. Because you know, the shit that I do, I feel like I do it at a higher level. I don't need to yeah. hear a bunch of motherfuckers doing what I do. I do it already yeah. really, really well. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I want to hear, like, a different story. Yeah. Like, I, you know, if I grew up, you know, in New Orleans, I don't want to talk to a whole bunch of motherfuckers that grew up in New Orleans, although yeah. that was an incredible yeah. story. That just so happened to happen that way. No dig. You know what I'm saying? But I want to know. 
I want to know how it went down in Houston, how it went down in Albuquerque, how it went down on the West Coast in New York. You know what I mean? Because it's different. So that's how I am with gangster rap. But gangster rappers right now that I feel like are authentic. YG, I feel like he's got authentic gangster rap going on, and yet it's a nod to the old school. Which YG, yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. But it's you like know, when like, you really get to that, you if you're really gonna, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't see how else you could really Nipsey Hustle. Yeah, it, I think he's got, you know, he's got incredible wordplay. Yeah, um, and that G shit, that's two West Coast guys. Let me see who I got on the East Coast real quick. Dave East. Dave East. Dave East. Dave East is a fucking monster right now. You know what I'm saying? They got the kid from um, what is he from? What is he from Kentucky? He's new now, so I can't really say he's in my playlist. Playlist, um, the first day out or whatever the record's called. The one LeBron was. Oh, uh, fuck! It's called like first day out know, or something like that. It, yeah. yeah. Now I don't yeah, know. Bust out in me here in a but little if, bit. If LeBron Instagram video himself doing that song, then you know it's a hit. Oh uh, yeah, uh, now yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's definitely a hit. It's yeah. definitely a hit, but um, you know, I it, you know, we don't know if he's gonna Cross sustain over. that. I haven't I haven't heard much more of his music. The other artists yeah. I named Davies, yeah. I've heard bodies of work. I'm impressed. Oh, yeah. you know, what I'm and, saying? And, shit, and and Davies is one of those guys that, like you said, you've heard bodies of he has bodies of work. So right. when people actually back him, because mm-hmm. there's some people that that, that that they back artists that they don't really have the work. They just put out a hot song, mm-hmm. and now you're like a dot. You're for lack of a better word, you're a dick writer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of dick writers yeah, out there yeah. that, that don't really care what they've put out or what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They heard that one hot song, and they're like, mm-hmm. this is my man right here. This yeah. is my woman. Like, yeah. how to fuck with this rapper. Academics? No, I'm going to talk about academics. <laughs> man, the look on his face. When I saw that, I knew it was edited. You talking the about first the, time I saw one? it with the Migos. Yeah. At the uh, award show, yeah, I knew it was edited, it was just too quick and it was too, it was the same thing. They did like the same scene like multiple times, it seemed like you know yeah. what is that? Yeah. The, I didn't hear that, it was bad bougie, yeah, what you know what I'm saying? They like yeah. cut it, it was chopped up, and then it came out now Wait, that it what? was heavily edited. So you look like I was left off bad and bougie? I want to bring all this up with our last week guest because one of the guests is an avid everyday struggle and Joe Budden like fan. And oh, I want to tell him like, bro, it I'm is... I'm a big Joe Budden fan. I'm not... I like Don't some of the wrong. things he says and some of the angles he I'll, approaches I'll, things and how he thinks about Him as a rapper, him. not him as a personality. Because, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he says a lot of shit that you're just like, you didn't even think that out. You just feel like you did. Yeah. But, uh, I wanted to tell him like, and anybody, this is my real opinion, is that Everyday struggle is like hip hop wise or basketball wise or loving hip hop for men. You did say this, okay? Yeah, you did say it last week. I only I said it on the show though. Oh yeah, you might have said it so after we were it. talking. Yeah, but like that—that's really what it is because it's it's heavily edited shit mm-hmm. and like they're always trying to have this problem to find a way. Like they're in the wrong. It's the problem is against them. Like when mm-hmm. Vic Mensa shit all over academics mm-hmm. publicly on a show, mm-hmm. they still tried to spin it like Vic Mensa came through today and things mm-hmm. went left. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, motherfucker, you got called out on your dumbass shit because you just an internet motherfucker. And yeah. he came through and that's called more you on that's it. more academics like problem than it is the program's problem though at the end but of the day. But they're using it. I don't, to I don't know for sure. No, yeah, because they have like, to. You, you're, you're only given some of the, if Hot P's at it already like, hey, fuck you and your red shirt and your red hat. We Hot P's went off today on Gary well, and no, all, no, on, on 
on tap with Southside Collection. A better example would be like if if like James came through and then like halfway through the interviews like yo I've listened to all your episodes you don't know shit about beer mm. da, 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 da. I don't mm-hmm. trust you you're not valid all this shit and then I, we tried to spin it. We'd still spin it though. Nah, fuck that. If he called me on it and I was wrong. Motherfucker, the show should be done. Like, <laughs> this means James hosting the show next week. But that's, but that's <laughs> all right. I got a new channel. Yeah, right, cool. <laughs> like for really, if you get called on the shit you're supposed to be reporting on, yeah. that you don't know nothing about it, yeah, then you tough. should and hang it up. Beat them. I, I want to your Here's where I'm gonna draw it, and we, we can Sorry. move on. Uh, I I feel where Vic Mensa was coming from is is because of literally if you came down to where I live. And you start reporting on the people that I know that have died mm-hmm. and the people that I know that are going through it, I would feel some type of way. If you're over here talking about, and then you're clowning the people I know that have died or that are going through it, like that's all academics did. And I see where Vic Mensa came from. He did not come, like, trust me, if academics did a good job, he would be on the other side. Spike mm-hmm. Lee is on the same side as academics. People did not respect when he did Chirac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he he came from a place of, of just trying to get that entertainment out and not the actual story of where, where you're reporting from. Yeah. When, when you're an outside source and you're coming in, and that, that was the thing. Like, who gave you the authority to speak on that? That's what Vic Mensa said. Who gave you the authority? No. Nobody did. And they would have if he yeah. took the proper precautions or he took the proper measures to, 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 to give the right story out. Yeah, what he, so, what, what, what he did was was just entertainment value, and yeah. we move on. From you know, there used to be, you know, with the internet now, you know, people are allowed to do a lot of things that just wasn't, you know, possible in the yeah. past. Obviously, you know, and you wouldn't be able to go into a place like Chicago and get any type of information the way that he did, yeah, and then disseminate that information in a manner in which he did, and nothing really happened from it. Now, I'm not advocating anything violent happened to him. Of and course. yet, yeah. uh, you have, as a man, you got to be made to call and stand for what, what you know, done. what you, yeah, what, yeah. what you say and what you, hey, when they shot Candyman in Chicago, yeah, they had to get permission from the gang members of course. to shoot in that project. Because it's, it's a real, it's a real there, fucking man. situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, that's just the reality of things, and now you don't have to go through those types of channels and everything because yeah. a lot of this stuff isn't 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 say person that. to person. I wouldn't say that you don't have to go through we, those things anymore because there's some people in Houston. I'm not gonna throw names out there, but they they're not from where they say they're from, mm-hmm. and then they have to get these permissions or they have to pay to shoot a video here and there because. They've, they've led people to believe that this and to is me that's just, and, but to me if they had to pay to do it then that's the same thing because they had to pay to, you know this guy's and this guy's in LA right now some of your favorite rappers that's paying bloods and playing crips yeah. to, to, to hang around them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but academics was kind of like off the oh, off yeah, the grid no, like yeah. nobody could go and see academics somewhere <laughs> yeah, and say hey exactly. I got a problem with the fuck you got going on mm-hmm. like you know these guys you know yeah. what I'm saying if they want to come back to the hood and shoot a video and if the hood feels a way uh, you know, uh, not feeling that, uh, y'all go ahead and make a, you know, a donation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But that's still you having to face the flowers. I don't have an issue with that. You gotta, you, I'm mean, face the flowers. That's still you having to face the issues. You know what yeah. I'm saying? As a man, academics was kind of able to hide behind being on the other side of this little glass screen. Yeah, the kid then, right there. Yeah, yeah, that's my little boy. That's oh, an shit. old picture. She's gonna be pissed off. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, it, he it, he had to. He got called for. It. He got called on it. He did. And yeah. I think academics is a better man for it. Yeah, and 
and this is, and I don't no, even want to have to go any further on it. We're here to discuss Don P. What I'll, I will say one thing is that that is what it becomes is most people get called out and it's either they're on the right side of being called out or the wrongs that we're like, you haven't wronged us up until this point. Mm-hmm. So you're someone that can learn from it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if you're someone that's always been wrong and now you're being called out. Now you're on the other side. You're on the backlash of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there's a difference between backlash and, and learning right from wrong. And I think sure. that that's a big part right now of what's going on. Well, sure. I'm sorry. I was, I was looking at the beer can, but I was listening. For <laughs> sure. Multitasking. Beer for beasts. That that, that <laughs> caught me. I we like that. About, we talked about it a little bit earlier. It's a, a nice little charity. I'm gonna catch. Yeah. I'm gonna catch that. I'm gonna catch the episode in full. I can't wait. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> So shit, I see, I see right here, and I've heard it. Mm-hmm. Don't react. Don't react. You and Paul Wall, how was that one, Paul man? Wall, Did man. y'all get in the studio together, or what's <clears throat> up? Um, yeah. Um, the record was the record was recorded. Yeah. Like, um, the hook and the verses, and I actually had like three verses. I had I got a third uh, verse on "Don't React." Yeah. That never came out, obviously, because. We put Paul on it. Yeah. But um, um, I forget what day it was. It was a Wednesday. Yeah. Don, Donnie hits me. He's like, um, you want to come with me to Paul's, Paul Wall's house today? No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, I think I can, you know, I can make it, I can make it there. You I know, some things around. I have time in my schedule, and yeah, I figure it out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mr. Wall's established. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And um, it ended up not being Paul's house, um, but you know it's a crib, a sea stone spot. And so um, we went over there and we were in the studio meet Don Paul. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. um, it was really, you know, he knew Paul knew about I think Magnificent, but he was really there for Donnie. Like it was yeah. Donnie's meeting. They was getting, you know yeah, what I'm saying? And they, shit, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they, you know, that was I think the, you know, the beginning of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were just talking, and man, he was just so he just had so many fucking stories, and man, the people's champ. He wears that shit. It's not fake. Yeah, it is like he is, you know, authentic. It's nothing phony about it. Yeah. Um, and he was, um, it was just an incredible. It was an incredible experience, you know what I'm saying? And what, then so, huh? What's something you took from him? Like, something uh, I took from him? Yeah. It was like, um, he made a comment, like, people ask him, and uh, don't take this verbatim, but it's yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. why you always smiling? Why you always smiling? You know, you see, you know, you're happy, friendly, or something like that, you know what I'm saying? He made it clear that, you know, he's a man. He ain't, ain't nothing friendly about him. Mm-hmm. And yet he don't have an issue with smiling because he, when he was younger, he, he wanted to be a rapper. Yeah. That was his dream job, he said. He's living his dream. Exactly. How many people had a dream to do something and they don't? Exactly. How are you going to be pissed off if you're living your dream? Right. He was like, shit, I feel like I owe it to them to smile because I'm living my dream. You know what I'm saying? And I thought about that and I was just like, you know, that's just a, uh, it's an incredible, like, mind state to have because this guy is a multimillionaire and a platinum selling artist. Uh, sustained artist, you know what I'm saying? And um, he just had this kind of humility to him. And then beyond that um, was just his work ethic. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We got that he played. When we got that he played uh, the uh, uh, the record that came the 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 last single that he had with the with the sample on it. He did the video for. Yeah, 
Um, the one that was on Houston Oilers though. Yeah. The, the first one off Houston Oilers. Uh, what was it? It was a classic H Town sample shit. Fuck. But he played that record before yeah. it came out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Before it was on the radio and shit. And I was like, man, this shit is hard. And he played like <laughs> three, four more records that ended up being go. on Houston Oilers. Yeah. And then he was like, but shit, I want to hear y'all shit. What y'all got going on? And um, we kind of paused that. And then he started telling stories because like Donnie asked him some shit. Like, yeah. I, Donnie asked him some shit, so he started telling the story. You know what I'm saying? Telling stories, telling stories. Then we got back to the music, and um, Donnie played Don't React. And I was trying to get a version of it with the verse open. So I was, like, text messaging my engineer, like, yeah. yo, I'm at Paul Wall's spot. Can you send me da 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 He was like, man, I'm not home. I'm on my way home. I'm, I'm headed home right <laughs> yeah. now to do Long it. Long sure. yes. <laughs> Before my engineer, J Dot, incredible engineer. One time for J Dot. For sure. Before Dot could get home, Paul had cut the shit up himself on Pro Tools. Mm, and and so he had it and he was playing it. He played that and um he played the beat and then like a little piece of like my yeah. first verse. I mean the lad the first part of my last verse. And then like most of the track and he just like um I need the I need the music loud. But yeah. he played it kinda at a low, at a moderate Volume. On that J shit. Turn on my headphones. You know headphones. what I'm saying? Like, he just had it at a moderate, just sitting at the computer, though. Yeah. Just coming up with the shit. I don't remember if he had the phone or what, but it was very quick. And then he went and he laid it down. And that was it. It was like shit. One take, Dave. Man, just got it. hell yeah, man. Quick, quick, quick work. <laughs> a professional, though. Yeah. yeah. A professional in, in every aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? And I can't. I can't stress it enough, you know what I'm saying? That was a hell of a bone to throw, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, to to you know, to a guy like me. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well shit, you carry yourself throughout the entire like album though. Of course, yeah. So like Thank that, you, thank you. Yeah, of course, man. The Paul Wall feature just sounds like it made sense. Like as it comes on, you're just like Fuck yeah, of course. Yeah. And it was a hard ass Paul Wall verse, though. It was. It was, you know, like, you know, some people want to say this and that, you know what I'm saying? Fuck some people. Yeah, for real. That's Yeah, for real. We We came on. We go through they all the time. DJ Khaled already told me. Fuck they yeah. don't fuck with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck they, them. They, that's the, fuck it, dude. They don't. That that is a fucking hard ass. Yeah. I didn't change anything. Yeah, but you didn't try to outmatch him. Like, oh shit. Paul after Wall after the verse, after yeah, after I heard the verse though, I did it. I did ponder. Yeah. Like, man, should I go in and da da da? Because I let Donnie handled all the arrangements and everything yeah. on this on this whole project, man. That dude doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. He's doing big shit. Like, he's doing big shit, and he's going to be doing bigger shit. He's doing great shit for the city That's as well. Yeah, with, yeah, with the with the open mics and, and, mm-hmm. the, and the industry uh, industry nights. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's like he his work shows itself. Like when you of course when there's a Don uh, a Donnie Houston beat. Like that's just a nice. You moment. know, it's a fat ass beat. I've never heard somebody come back and be like. That's the beat was suck. whack. Yeah, like yeah. so, if somebody comes back from it and they ain't really like the record, they'll be like. The beat was hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, that was the challenge in working with him on the shit because I was like, I ain't want nobody to be like, the beat was hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I so I was... <laughs> one, one of them. You know, one of I them. didn't want to be one of those guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um, man, that dude is... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. He is the epitome of what a producer is. I'm not knocking anybody and what they do by all yeah. means. You know what yeah. I'm saying? However, I can speak to this guy's work ethic and what he does. 
those records, every record, one through eight. 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 Okay. <laughs> if it's on, if you get it on iTunes, it'll be a bonus and nine. Yeah, there'll be a nine. Eight. No record was like it is now when I rapped on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had something, and in some on some in some instances I had more than others as far as the track yeah. goes. But he would go in and then get with go get with Chris Rockaway and have Rockaway play the guitar over it. And you know what I'm saying right, in a Chris man, Rockaway. Chris Rockaway, <laughs> like for instance, on Through It All, Rockaway had already played the guitars on it, so I followed his lead, yeah. you yeah. know, in my harmonies. But on Don't React, Rockaway came in with the Donnie got with Rockaway afterwards, afterwards. Yeah. and he played, you know, the guitar kind of goes with my vocal and everything, and that and that was incredible. Yeah. But Don just did shit like that throughout the whole project. Um, do that. Wasn't how it was from the beginning. He went in and did the scratches and added the sample. Yeah. Oh, uh, really? That record wasn't how it was when I first did it. When you heard it, when too, I, yeah, yeah. When I first like, I just rap, I rap it, and then, you know, he starts doing shit. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Class. Yeah, it, it, it is super dope because I get to take, you know, I get to hands off a little yeah. bit you know um you hear some takes and you're like here's what yeah I yeah 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 we'll go back on i kind of know what i want to do as far as a vocal performance goes and yet um i for sure take his i take you know the criticism constructive criticism i take it and it was somebody like him who i respect I yeah. take it, you know, it's like, all right, well, you know, should I redo the motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know this cat is always talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through it all was like that. Yeah. Through it all was uh, difficult to get. I had to, like, re, re, re-recording yeah. the shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, it ended, up, it ended up being worth it. Yeah, um, you get that solid, like, and that, that's something that I believe goes into rap that, or any music, really, yeah. that is not understood. The product you heard today mm-hmm. is not the product you would have heard if it came out the day it was created. Yeah. So much brain from uh-huh. three to five different people have gone into this. Yeah. Where the song were like, shit, I love this opener. But that opener was different like five versions ago. Yeah. 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 You may know one artist from one track or whatever, yeah. but it's like you got another like 10 that are in the studio that you never seen, never heard exactly. of. Exactly. Like, there's some real artistry there. Yeah. yeah. And that's one song. Mm-hmm. Usually, like, yeah. That's Always. Like, I find it hard now, like, getting to meet more people that are actually doing the work. Shit. I, I don't like, like, I try my hardest not to shit on anything anybody makes. Yeah. It's like, maybe I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But. With the exception of a few like tapes that get put out there and like some artists work, even some of the lesser like music that gets put out, Mm -hmm. yeah, somebody worked their ass off. Mm -hmm. They sat down Mm -hmm. and wrote the shit. shit. They re-recorded it. Yeah, and really put time and effort into it. Yeah, and then like yeah, yeah. no, for sure. The other day, I I, was the only thing I'm gonna say about it. I found out that Kanye's Black Skinhead has another version with. I'm 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 gonna actually. Uh, lead you off of it no 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 you, I want everything no no no, no. <laughs> yeah okay so there's Lupe there's Travis mm-hmm. there's Miley Cyrus no I'm still I'm still with it but that, no, 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 I'm just saying like so it's crazy to hear that like his original version had those three people on it mm-hmm. and I think that uh, Lupe still ends up being credited as a writer mm-hmm. but there's, to Black Skinhead especially on that album to have Miley Cyrus on it I don't think you could publicly release a song called <laughs> yeah Black that's Skinhead crazy that Miley is, that is pretty crazy just, it would have been the most perfect timing to do it mm-hmm. just based on where she decided to put herself in her own career but at the same time yeah, not anymore overall a bad look <laughs> yeah no agreed 
<laughs> I miss Lupe Fiasco. R.I.P. Anyways, so you had you had the Whitehall, and then those those samples kind of fit into the space where y'all, you and, uh, and Donnie Houston created this one, mm-hmm. the, the, this project right here. What uh, was there like a sound? You were looking for where y'all reached it from for samples, or did y'all just like, hey, that's hot, that's hot, let's put it together? Um, well, you know, when we started out, the first record we did on this project was Magnificent. Okay. And we did Magnificent, and then it was like on the radio, mm-hmm. and it was like, what the fuck, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like we <laughs> didn't, course. we didn't never. You, of course, we wanted that. Yeah. But to go into it, like you know, you know, you gotta. Anyways, it was the first fucking joint we did. And it yeah. was on the radio, and um, that was like phenomenal. Shout out DJ Hottigrove. He was one instrumental time, in hey, that. One time. <laughs> yeah. In the secret meeting we had today, that <laughs> picture I pulled up, DJ Hottigrove posted it. Hey, huh, bro? <laughs> anyway, oh, I got a call coming. Uh We worry about that. Uh, my oh. baby mama number two. <laughs> All right, well, he'll that's get back nice. to you. That's not he'll what that says. Oh, I'm sorry, number three. <laughs> he'll get back to you. Okay, there's two other baby mamas he needs to get to. Go hey, ahead, look. So, uh, <laughs> look, don't get me in trouble right here, baby. <laughs> that is that was big fats calling me. Yeah, big um, fat baby mama. Go ahead. Continue. So at any rate, um, we did magnificent. That's the first one we did. And um, remember, it was coming off Whitehall, and not just Whitehall, but Cherish. Yeah. So we would kind of do that. We were trying to do that New Orleans flip. Yeah. So we did Magnificent, and then we were at um, George Young's studio, where we did like 80% Talk of the recording. George Young yeah. on this podcast. We Shout did like, George man, George Young is like super dope, man. That's mm-hmm. like, that's my that's my boy for real. Yeah. But um, fuck on you. Was the second record we did, which was like, yeah, which appreciate that, which was like very New Orleans. Yeah. At the time, we were like, well, shit, we're going to put this out like right away. You know what I'm saying? We're going to put it out like a few months after Magnificent. That was the idea to do. And then um, we were like, well, shit, let's just stick with Magnificent. And truth be told, it took us a while to pin down fuck on you between the... um, the vocal performance from the first time to the mm-hmm. final. The vocal performance was best the first time, I think. Yeah. And then I started tweaking with it and fucking with it, and I never <laughs> could get it again. Yeah. Didn't and, quite know when to stop on it. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And the then um, uh, Rockaway played some guitars on it, and it was dope, of course, but it took away from, I would say, the energy of the record. The energy has the, the record has kind of like a... Uh, a, a fast kind of like head bop bop to yeah. it right and uh it was just kind of more groovy with the guitar on it which was cool but it was a different took thing away from the head bop. yeah it took away yeah. from the head bop so you know you just gotta make a decision which one you want more yeah and um you know it ended up being the head bop yeah. so you had to cut it to where you just get like the the bass and the guitar. Oh, man, I, I didn't do this shit. Donnie and CQ. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to CQ as well. Hey. It was two engineers that worked on this project. Yeah. It was CQ and it was J-Dot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, CQ mixed that record. And um, yeah, shout out for sure. And, um, you know, it was it was a difficult one. But it was the second goddamn record we did. We because we were thinking we were going on this kind of New Orleans thing. The theme for it wasn't what it is, like the parking lot, the whole thing. Yeah. That wasn't the idea for it at that time. It was a, I don't want to tell it because we might do something else with it. There we go. But it was a whole nother idea 
and it was um definitely more New Orleans involved. There we go. And then um, but. To answer your question, because I'm, I'm I'm drinking the crisp and I'm getting off topic. Shout but out I'm, to the crisp. But I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Well, Thank you. you. I think we need to stop for a cheers real quick. I'm out of beer. I can't mm-hmm. properly cheers, y'all. We can figure this out. If only there was some more beer to drink. If only, huh? You cannot can cheers you? a man with an empty yeah, beer. Yeah, no. That's inappropriate. That's like a left-handed That's a left-handed handshake. You fuck her and you're like, oh, there ain't no way she's a virgin. All right, yeah, I'm going to try the puff next. Yeah, cool. try the puff. Okay, so the puff is the beer, guys. Okay, so <laughs> well, back to the... I mean, that's one way. In this scenario. <laughs> In this scenario. So, um... After a while, though, we started doing different records, and it just kind of it kind of turned yeah. into let's that's, that's it, it's a southern thing, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's a southern thing because I really I really enjoy um like I said earlier Houston's hip hop scene, yeah. And you know if we're gonna be Don P and it's Donnie from Donnie Houston, yeah. Donnie Houston. his last name, and yeah. and then High P's and I'm from New Orleans, then it's only right that we kind of merge it. Two, so yeah. yeah, so squared off. That's you know squared off to me and my mem- from my memory was like the first one that really like embodied that. Kind of change sonically. Is that why it's, it's the lead off the project? Or I don't know why that is. Uh, Don <laughs> sequenced he, he the motherfucker. That, yeah. yeah, he sequenced that motherfucker. I mean, seems like a good reason though. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure. Two reasons. For it's sure. called set it off. So. Hey, and then it it is the embodiment of what you were going for, which you get like the entire each song kind of has its own mm-hmm. feel towards one side or the other, but overall mm-hmm. southern. But like the tape itself just. It really ties itself, and we talked to Donnie about it. Where like you get that, then mm-hmm. like that Louisiana bounce, or like mm-hmm. that, you literally in one song hit the biggity biggity. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> you want to do that more. Like you yeah. really, it's just yeah. happening anyway in the songs, <laughs> and so but then you still get that like mm-hmm. just overall tone. And Man, so, I appreciate that because that's definitely that's definitely what shit. we sought out to do. Y'all gotta appreciate it from us, man. We listen to the motherfucker. Y'all yeah. put it out there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all. Solid body of work. One of the most solid bodies of work we've had on the show. Mm. For real. For real. And shit. And Donnie Hughes, <laughs> he's one of my favorite motherfuckers just because off the camera, he was so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Donnie is one of the funniest So when you first heard this shit, yeah. did you know that that was him on the skits? Nah. I hadn't. No, no. And that's one of the things we talked about when, when we had. Like, who's the one talking on the skits? That was me. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, because he is fucking hilarious. He's fucking. Yeah. He would tell you with a straight face. Yeah. That, you know, if you bring up stand up comedy or some shit, he'll tell you, I got 15 minutes at a kill right now. Oh, yeah? You saying, don't you do some stand up? He's done it before. Oh, has he? Really? Yeah. He, and, he would, and he would tell you, you know, it, like, if, like if you, like, if you, like, Secret group, my man Donnie Houston has a solid fifteen. Boom. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. That's, that, 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 literally, that's how it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Like if you, you know, sometimes you know if you told if somebody told me, man, you're funny, you should think about doing stand up. I'd be like, uh, I know I ain't that damn. Funny. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. He he'll tell you, I got fifteen minutes at a kill right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Straight dead face. And the way we did those skits. We went to George. We went to George's spot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And um, you know, we chill, we talked. You know what I'm saying. And then he said, "All right, so here's the scenario. Um, you on your way? You, I'm pulling up next to you. Yeah. We about to go to land, yeah, yeah. Because we had talked about the broad points, but the specifics we hadn't. And the way that I'm wired, I was getting to be a little bit concerned. Yeah. Uh-oh. Because I'm just 
a specifics and kind of detail kind of guy. And, and what that, made you concerned about it? Because he just we just had the the overall storyline. And he was trying to and the music was, and the music was done. And in every conversation that we had had up until getting to the studio, it was just like you know it it'll come to us. Yeah, yeah. And I was I guess I wasn't I guess I should say that I wasn't confident in what would come to me, Paul. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Like you know. You obviously feel confident in your right. 15 minutes that'll kill, <laughs> but I'm just not, you know what I'm saying? I'd like to know. I didn't write nothing down. <laughs> so he goes, all right, go in there and act like um, I'm pulling up next to you and we about to go to Lanyap. <laughs> Which I knew at the time Lanyap was a spot, a club that we wanted to do. The art yeah. was done and everything. All the music was done at this point. Yeah. We, did the, we did the skit shit last. Yeah. Dead last. I do the sequence of the records. It was last. Okay, I do that like five times and he comes in and just... Wherever I have blank space, he talks. Okay, oh, yeah. Good. What's up? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know about that. Yeah, man. Yeah. It was just like all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we had so much more shit that we had to cut out. Oh, yeah? We had to cut out, man. That was it was great. Yeah. It was almost going to be like as much skit as music. Yeah. Because it's not That's much what you music. Want, though. Yeah. Like, you'd rather have too much than too little. Sure, but we we, sure? we we had to, we had to cut it, and I felt like I had like a few. Yeah, okay. I felt like I had a few. Like I feel like you know he definitely shines comedically on you. Yeah. yeah, I think like some what? of my like best. What? I can't remember the. Oh, I can't. I can't remember the one that that <laughs> the ones that. But the best one that okay. that came across was about the pimp. Okay. Bookman or some shit yeah. I said. I was like, yeah, you pimp me Bookman. Yeah, that was I mean I freestyled it right in there, but like that was my that was one of my funniest shits that made it. Yeah. Cause I, I felt like I only had like three funny shits <laughs> and that was one. And like his whole shit was funny. So he was just like, Oh yeah, cut that, da, 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 put that there, da, da. and I'm like, wait, hold on, man. I'm not funny on here. And you know, my I'm just rapping. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not, you know, I'm not as much of a comedian, but my people know me to be you a know, funny motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Like shit, you know, you got the voice. That's a totally. He got two characters. You class clown or something? Or what? Man, he had two characters. No, I'm talking about you. Were you the class? Was clown? I the class clown? No, no, no. I was real good in school academically. Now, what I would do, I was sneaky. So when the teacher wasn't paying attention, <laughs> I had people laughing, and I was doing shit like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But um, you know, OHP always made the grade. You know what I'm saying? You can go ahead and put you know. Put the bank on that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bet the bank on that. Look it up. You can't. You hey, can't disprove you know, it. Hey, you cannot. I drink to that. Oh. No, don't. Oh, don't you? I've almost drank the microphone before. Trust me. <laughs> he told me this was the light one, the crisp. So, and then he passes me the... He passes uh, me the puff yeah, the that puff is almost twice as much. Yeah. <laughs> almost doesn't count. <laughs> so, yeah. Go ahead. But, yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm get to it, though, for sure. Y'all just did a video for... for Magnificent. Me. There we go. What is that? What is Yeah. How was that one? That video was... uh Man, that was... Uh, we were supposed to shoot that video last year. We went to New Orleans to shoot that video. I flew from Houston. He flew from Atlanta. No, he drove from Atlanta. Then we drove back to Houston. Yeah. Um, the videographer was on some bullshit. Of course. Wasn't prepared. Mm-hmm. Unprofessional. So y'all just didn't use that footage. Very not. We didn't. There, there was no footage to not use. Don't I wrote have anything to use. We didn't have anything to use. It so was a what? blank trip to New Orleans. Okay. We so had incredible. Shot it with someone else. Yeah, a year later we reshot it here with in Houston with D- with Taser, directed shout by Taser. Taser, shout out, oh, shout yeah. out Taser. If you want to see, there's a camera. You oh, okay, yeah. At the camera, camera the entire time. 
Um, so, um, Taser. Y'all been yeah. looking at the camera while y'all been talking? Nah. Uh, all right. Ish, I did. Not even exactly. No, yeah, you didn't. I, 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 the whole time I was looking at me and Gary, I was like, I'm about to be like, man, that's, a, that's yeah. another aspect I wasn't ready for. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I, I, I always do this. But we ball, did it. Ball, <laughs> we did it with direct. We did it by. We did it with Taser. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, I did go get it with him in the past, and so we did it with him. He did some of my vlogs, and he yeah. did Donnie's vlog when he went to Atlanta with the kid, with the with the with the cats yeah. from um industry mm-hmm. night and all that shit. Shout out to them. Shout out. So um, yeah, yeah. I did. We did it with Taser, and it was uh, mm-hmm. you know, we we were gonna we were gonna go to Carrington's, and then it rained. I think. And then we we're gonna go another day, but it was like a dead night, if you could believe that. <laughs> and so it's like it was like, man, what's going on? So we just ended up getting some girls to come through. There you go. And did a complete in studio thing. Was there a different vision between what y'all first were trying to shoot and what y'all ended up shooting? Oh yeah, yeah. What was yeah. the big di- biggest difference? Um, the entire thing. Huh. That's pretty big difference. That's yeah. a big goddamn yeah, difference. Yeah, the entire thing. The the original one I wrote the treatment to. Okay. And it was um you know, it was it was it was a different it was a whole different thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then this one, um, we let we let we left the creative direction up to uh Taser. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, completely different. The only reason why I'm being coy with the details yeah. is because yeah, I think we're going to use some of the oh, okay. the you ideas the from that treatment yeah. on the fuck on you. There you okay. go. Hey, video. there we go. Yeah. That's Shit. next up on the video. If I yeah. had to pick. A love on you. It'll, it'll be love on you. So mm-hmm. you can get it nationwide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it will not. It's fuck on you. <laughs> the real freaks know what it is. When I perform that record, man, I always started off. I say, man, this is a love song. <laughs> and then it comes out, da, 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 you know the intro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this is a love song. Da, da, da. Like it's a ghetto love song. It's a love song. Then I start getting into the rap, and um, they don't know what's happening. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. it's it's rap, but you know what I'm saying? It's not the worst rap. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like as far as like dirtiness, you yeah. dig? <laughs> Oh and, yeah, there's a lot of water bottle yeah. and shit. And yeah. Then it's like let a real nigga fuck on you. Mm-hmm. And you can't turn around from that. Once you say and Donnie told me that. Oh, you can me, turn around. You want me to <laughs> let me tell you you wanna know the you wanna know the birth of that record? Yeah. No, go ahead. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the patio of my old apartment. Yeah. Donnie comes through, he's living in Atlanta at the time. He's telling me like, man. He's catching Atlanta. They say fuck on you. Mm. I was like, "What you mean?" He was like, "Like you know, saying if they're talking about da da da, like man, you know, yeah, I, I, I want if they want to have sex with a woman, they'd be like, yeah, I want to fuck, fuck on her. You. I want to fuck on her. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or oh, girl, I'd like to fuck on you. And we yeah, just laughed like and laughed and laughed and laughed. Yeah. And then we talked about something else. And then we <laughs> went to the studio like two days later, and he played the beat, and I was like. Fuck on you, fuck on you, fuck on you. And he like looked at me. He said, "If you do this, you're gonna have to stand by it." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it really made me well, realize, like, yeah, like you know, there's a vulgarity level there that's you know, Always. fuck is like one of the toughest of the four letter words, and then it's just you know repetition of it. And while what are the um, other tough ones? Well, uh, 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 you, you can use whatever you want. Yeah, I said four letter words, and I'm trying to think. Well, not necessarily four letter words, but just we're talking about bad swears. words. Fuck is the dirtiest. Um, because I don't, I don't know if 
fuck solidarity is. I still think cunt. Cunt is, is yeah. the dirty. I was gonna say cunt is next, but I'll yeah. tell you what. If, if somebody calls, if somebody calls me, oh, okay, I'm gonna accompany yeah. the word you with with cunt. another word. If you rap cunt and make make it sound good, then fuck is dirtier. But no, cunt is dirtier than fuck. If I couple fuck with one other word. <laughs> Then I'm and and I'm told that by another man. Yeah. Then there's nothing else for us to do but to engage in fisticuffs. Yeah. We have to fight, <laughs> and that's if, if somebody if somebody says nice. if somebody says fuck you, mm-hmm. there's nothing. There's no coming back from fuck you. You for can sure. be. I've been. I've been a pussy ass motherfucker, a bitch ass motherfucker. I never liked fuck any. You. I never liked mm-hmm. any of those things. Yeah. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I have been able to walk away from some of those situations without, you know, having to to to, to have a yeah, to have yeah. a physical uh, a physical confrontation. But fuck you. There's no coming back for it. I can't tell you anything. You tell me fuck fuck. You say fuck you. I see you, bro. You shake it right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, if it's fuck you, it's like, all right, we're, <laughs> fuck he's always beating himself up. Speaking of, so, where does the, the name Hot Peas come from, man? Man, what a name. So, I'm from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. We, we did that already. We did. Um, so, you know, there's Hot Boy, uh-huh. there's Hot Boys, and all that type of shit going on. Cash money was popping. Um, and then. Um, off the heezy for sheezy, my kneezy, all that type of shit was was going on at the same time. So you got the peas. My last name is Paul, P A U L. So I got a good friend who is actually, um, is is uh, she's Les's sister. Um, we went to high school in New Orleans though. Mm-hmm. Me and his sister, her name's Chelsea, mm-hmm. great great friend of mine, and um, one of my best friends actually. Yeah. And she started calling me. Um, Craig Peasy. Peasy. Peasy Peasy. You know what I'm saying? My Paul Peasy. Yeah. So yeah, so I moved to I moved to Texas. Yeah. I go to high school. Motherfuckers is calling me New Orleans. They calling me hot boys. They calling me all these different things. <laughs> I feel like so, see, I moved from one city in, in Houston to another one. And then they call me the other Oh, what up, Houston? Like, alright, y'all. I'm still like five miles you still, away. You still the same we're, we're person. The same, we're yeah. the same people, yeah. Understood. <laughs> So it was like Hot Boy Peasy. Well, yeah. they had a rapper named Hot Boy Ronald at the time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to do Hot Boy Peasy. And Lil Wayne was running with Wheezy Baby mm-hmm. at the time. So I didn't want to do Peasy. So everything. it was just Hot Peas. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just cut the Y and the boy out. So then I'm in Memphis and I battle a guy that my cousin is in high school with. You know what okay. I'm saying? I wasn't ever really no like hardcore battle rapper. But I have battled a few times, and it's probably not that great. So <laughs> I just did it to hold my own. I did it. You know, I, I, I did it. Yeah. It's a whole different thing now. You know what I'm saying? I literally would freestyle because I could freestyle really good yeah. and just make it like, you know, about the other yeah. person. Yeah. So that's what some people can't separate. There is a difference between a good freestyle rapper mm-hmm. and a good battle rapper. A good battle rapper can freestyle, yeah. but not all freestylers can battle rap. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah, battle rappers. Now, you know, they have this shit prepared. They know the other motherfucker. It's like a title. It's looking a, at your beard, uh, and your microphone. Yeah, they gonna know about bitch. it. Yeah, hey man, they like say that. they say some they say some horrible <laughs> shit at those battles. I seen some shit. It was it was a crew and I ain't gonna get to that. So anyways, so uh the kid that I was rapping in Memphis, Tennessee yeah. said something along the lines of like I'll eat you up, high peas. 
Nazis or some shit like that. <laughs> and I didn't understand it. Yeah. Because I knew the derivation of my fucking name. Yeah. And I knew that it was spelled P-E-E-Z. Yeah. And so I... I didn't realize that it phonetically sounded like a side dish. Right? Yeah. So, you know, my cousin. That's one way to put it. Yeah. 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 So, my cousin Scott, you know what I'm saying? Shout yeah. out Scott. He Shout posted Scott. God, I hollered at him today. Scott um, said, cuz, you got to do something. I was like, man, that shit was whack. What you mean I got to do something? He was yeah. like, hi, peas. You don't get it? Green peas or some shit like that. And I was like, oh. Cause I thought the reaction he got a little he got a little bit of a reaction from the street people, and I was like this must be some Memphis some Memphis shit they like him because he from Memphis yeah I was like I ain't fucking with this shit I'm about to kill I got you know Daddy got 15 minutes to kill I got six, it probably was even some I got 32 bars it was his friends it was friends but but he was he was writing with you know yeah. and using that as a line against me I guess you know what I'm saying so yeah. then I came back. Um, I'm hot peas, but not cooked on the stove, but on the block, cussing over O's, you cook on the stove. I was like lying about dope selling this shit in the line, because I was lying in my rats back you. then. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, it was like, oh, right. right, I ended up like killing the shit with yeah. that line, as if it's just the coldest, but at that time, it did me well. He did all the work for you. He, yeah. he Like, when someone, in battle rap, when someone dishes you... Got it. When someone dishes you, <laughs> trying to get that and yeah, con- right. convince me and tell me if I'm wrong. But like, hear. if I'm like hot peas, you bitch ass motherfucker, and he's like, I'm a bitch ass motherfucker. You're like, oh shit, he owned up to it. Like, like you can do that. Uh-huh. If someone calls you something like, not only am I that, I'm also a rapper. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. Carlos, did you just explain Eight Mile? Yeah, we're about to say we call it the bunny rabbit effect. The bunny yeah. rabbit effect. Yeah, we 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 so, we. Yes, I did. We bring that up even in just uh, normal banter. Yeah. When somebody says some shit like, oh, man, your pants are too tight. Ha, ha, ha. Then, you know, the dude come back and be like, yeah, my pants are tight. You know, you know? Yeah. Oh. It's like, you know, not even on the rap shit, though, but it's just like, yeah, yeah like, it's like, oh, you bunny rabbit. Like, you can't get you can't get a pass for that every yeah, goddamn yeah. time. It's only once in a blue boo, motherfucker. No, I think that's why mom jokes stop other than Wilder Valderrama. Yeah, but... <laughs> They also stopped because eventually people just started being like, this, that, and that. And mom, like, yo, you right. My mom a hoe. And just leave it at that. Like, yeah, you right. She did do that. Just, I damn, mean, but, really you know. the air out of my But job. my mom ain't a hoe, so you watch him now. Or it gets to the point where somebody's like, uh, you know. We got a squad. Yeah. <laughs> I told my good friend in the ninth grade, I said, I saw your mama going to work. And he took his book sack off. <laughs> And squared no. me the fuck off. But no. I I literally Good friend? I one of my best friends yeah, to this yeah, day. Yeah, just having to battle each other? No, it was no rap. It was no rap. I literally had just came from catching the fucking bus to school. I saw, I saw, I saw his mom going to fucking work. I walked I walked in the homeroom and said, I saw your mama going to work. And I guess he thought I meant like going to work on some dick or yeah. some shit like that. <laughs> and so like books that comes off. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is happening? You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we got it together we before we fought. Do. Yeah, you, we got it together before we fought. To apologize because he misunderstood what you meant. I told him right away. I said, man, mm-hmm. no, I literally just seen, I knew his, I knew his mom's real mom name. literally went to work, man. Yeah, I was like, I just, not. I just seen her on, um, yeah. on Leon C. Simon. I'm not even mad. Like, like, oh, my bad. She's like, making no, money. No, that's, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's hard at work. Oh, yeah, man. You should have said she's hard at work. <laughs> 
<laughs> I came in so I came in innocently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I saw your mom yeah. go to work. You Did you see in front of the whole class? Fucking right. I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> so the you're fucking right. Yeah, it was, but it, it was it was homeroom, so it was like yeah. it was like well, for homeroom. I don't know. Like, oh. I know homeroom is di- because when I came when I when I moved out here, homeroom was different. Was fine but how was? Mine wasn't. Thanks, Mine Thanks was for bringing homeroom because I had to hear about Miss Huerta on the entire ride. No, so when was out. so when was homeroom for you all? And what part first, of the day? First. Okay. Cool. Cool. Once That's, a month. Over here is once a month. Yeah. Oh, okay. In yeah, New Orleans, it's the uh, in New Orleans, it's before first period every day. Okay. We were once a month. So I walked in the homeroom. I still not miss missed out. You gotta throw it out. I walked in the homeroom. I walked in the homeroom. You know, you could intermingle homerooms before the bell, the warning bell, before you had to be in. So, you know, it's like, (laughs) it's a collection of only the coolest kids. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Of course, I wouldn't walk into anything different. (laughs) So, you know what I'm saying? I walk into a collection of the cool kids and I say, what his name is, I saw your mama going to work. And he Mama, jumps off. Yeah, he's like seated on the. Rest the, of the class probably made that one carry. He's seated on the desk, part his feet are yeah. in the like, and he just slips his he slips his book sack off, and he's like ready to square me up. Thought he had like, you. Yeah. I'm like, no man, I really, literally just saw. You know, we got it together. It was all good. We never fought or nothing about it. Yeah. But, so it's all my mom going to work. So- <laughs> <laughs> uh uh-uh, uh, I ain't trying to hit motherfucker. <laughs> you trying to you get back? My mom go to work. So, do you have anything solo coming out? Yeah, I got a mixtape. I got a mixtape that might drop. Um, might drop this month or next oh, month. Shit. Just depends on the month. I got. It's definitely gonna drop this year. For sure. Yeah. It's gotta drop. Um, it has to drop for all those in the listeners. He's checking his phone. Yeah, he's because checking. oh, got, I saw him look at the title. He got the title numbers. That's, that's you made a, me go to the, the black skinhead. I didn't see Lupe Fiasco's um, credits on that record. Oh yeah, he's definitely at the, in the finished product. He definitely has a writer credit. This this is the Wasulo Jaco is his real name. That's a cover forward. So it says a summer tape. So I have a limited time before I can drop the fucking tape. Yeah. It says a summer tape on it. Summer so tape. that's why so you got to like January. I mean, no, I've got I've got this month. Well, Houston, Houston, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And Houston, Houston doesn't it's matter, over. but I, 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 I want it to be in the real nah. summer. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So um, in, the, in the true Houston summer, this month, this yeah. this month, the next month. Yeah. But I've been listening to the records. I got like eight records on there. There we go. And I've been listening to them, trying to sequence them. Um, as recent as on my way here. You know what I'm saying? So I think I have a good sequence for it. But it's just a mixtape. It's all original tracks and shit like that. But it's... Fuck it. People are going going to consume it in whatever way that they want to. And that's just what it is. Kind of like going back to what we talked about with the Don P Project. Um, About with anything, really. Consumers will take it in whatever... For me, I used to like... If I binged an artist, I'd listen to him. I liked it. I'm gonna hold off on the last project. I'm listening to some other people. Mm. Music is just such a weird thing, oh, especially now yeah. with how music is being brought up. You can literally listen to like someone that you really like and hold off on someone that you genuinely like. It's not out of a place of malice or anything else. It's just that 
I want to hear what I want to listen yeah. to. Yeah, you have the option. And then I'm gonna pick up. And then I'm gonna pick up on the rest of this. You have the option for sure. For sure. You're two clicks away from listening to a new artist. Exactly. Yeah. On any oh, streaming service now. Before it was music, I'm, 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 you know, I may be behind and a bit of a nerd with this admission, Uh-oh. but I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was, um, I have a nook uh-huh. that I read books mm-hmm. off of. I couldn't figure out the nook. I've tried. I could figure <laughs> the nook out. There we go. And um, I was reading a book. I was reading a series. I won't say what series it was. It was mm. Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. I said it. There you have it. Once I, once I finished one, it was it. one of those things I caught My some... My man don't like porn anymore. He likes reading it. The thing about it was I heard some women talking about it. And they tried to like... Sh- because this is when it, like the height of the popularity, and they tried to like shoot me off like I could never know anything about it. And my whole thing is, if you want to hide something from me, a book is a book is not the place to hide it because yeah. I will read. I read so I started reading the shit, and so uh, it was interesting. It wasn't the best. They kind of, anyways. So. <laughs> Whips, chains, I when, get it. When I was ready... Whips, chains, kind of gagged on the yeah, mouth. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's a deviant. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it's some pretty vanilla shit. When I finished it, I could buy the next book right away. I didn't have to go to the bookstore. Yeah. yeah. And I experienced that before I experienced it with music, but it was, you know, it, oh, the, the same premise. Over here. The same premise. All 50 Shades of Grey before. <laughs> <laughs> the premise of it is the same. Yeah. So to piggyback off of what you were saying... Yeah. You know, you can have an artist that you've been loving since you were eight years old, and, and it's no, shit. it's no malicious intent for yeah. you to want to check out the new High Peas record, hey. and everything oh. High Peas has check going on, yeah. and then you can get back to whoever. Speaking you like. of which, what is next for High Peas, man? This mixtape, first generation millionaire. There we go. What's that dropping? Uh, you know. I could play it for you guys. It don't fight. It's on the phone. I don't give within a fuck. the next month. Yeah. Just drop shows. it within the next month. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Shows coming up. Um, I do. And they just <laughs> got on the ca- they're not on the calendar yet. God damn it, because it's not official. Where's the place yet. where they can check out the calendar? They can check out the calendar on my Instagram. I will let you know everything Spell that's going on. And that's hot peas FGM H O T P E E Z F G M. Um, and the FGM stands for First Generation Millionaire, which there is the name go. of the new mixtape. And we there got some we. new merch and shit about to drop. We got exercise shirts for the women. We got hey, t-shirts for the men. Women love to exercise. You know what I'm saying? Phone cases. All that type of shit is all going to come. Pause. Um, <laughs> what else? And where can the people find you? Where they can find me? I'm right here with the Southside Collection right now. Goddamn um, right. And, about um, to crack up another, uh, crack open another call on with the boys. Hey, I, got, yeah. I, just did, I just got to the puff. Um, <laughs> they can find me on Instagram. That's why I'm. That's why I'm. I really like Instagram. That's my thing. I'm not on Snapchat. I'm on Twitter. Twitter is just Hot Peas. H O T P E E Z. Um, um, YouTube Hot Peas Music. Uh, my website's Hot Peas Music dot com. H O T P E Z P E E Z M U S I C. That's where you can find absolutely everything. You can find every fucking thing all on there. To do with Hot Peas. Yeah, we gonna have, we got the calendar on there. Yeah. We got where you can contact. The thing and oops, oh, yeah. party file. Oh, oh, you know that's alcohol abuse, right? Oh, after so after uh, what episode was this? Forty six. After forty six episodes, I finally spilled spilled the beer. Mm. Someone uh, uh, six point. So, where do we find where do we find everything? Six point. So uh, website would be yeah www.sixpoint.com. All one word. Uh, real easy. That'll take you to all our events stuff and everything. Yeah. To, 
Real nice and simple. Celebrate yeah. Matt LeBlanc's birthday. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand why we're doing this, but it's I, a national I get treasure. It. No, the man's a national. I treasure. think Ross is a national treasure. Yeah, and Ross yeah, is a bitch. bitch. You're a bitch. <laughs> oh, can Come we on. add another thirty minutes to this? <laughs> no, I'm joking. And so, uh, and we're and let the people know where we're gonna be. We'll be at Conservatory Seven One Three Day. That's next Thursday. That's the following 13. Thursday. Seven twenty. The twentieth. The sixteenth will be at Izar Thomas's listening party. Follow him and us for more details on that. Mm-hmm. Have some secrets. Yeah. And uh, Houston Appreciation <laughs> Week is coming up soon, and that's all I can say. Mm. Yes. The Andy so, Pettit episode. We're out. Thank you everyone for listening. Southsidecollection.com for all the merchandise. Mm-hmm. You know where to find us. Peace. Peace. It's nine o'clock and you bang my phone. You say you're drunk and you home alone. Just give me a minute, let me finish the song. But text the it cause I won't be long. Yeah, yeah. Get your sex, girl. Get your sex. That pussy got me hard as a statistic pants. You out of sight when you throw it, but I catch you. If that ain't purpose bright when you pull it, then I'm cool on it. You still live in that hood, I'll fill up with too lonely. Have a cup of that goose for me. Stretch for me, get loose for me. Ooh, ooh, shorty. Polo sheets and her cool body. Townhouse about 240. Ass out like pool party. Where you been, girl? I'm on the way. I know you're looking for a real love. Cause your status update was Mary J. Just make sure you have the cigars and oil. You. Girl, you gon' be my baby. Girl, I'm gon' have to spoil you. Like a Jerry Curl girl, activated. Heard your baby daddy got you agitated. But you had your daughter, she a blessing, ain't she? The whole time you was in school and you finished school, you was dedicated. You been waiting for me, girl, you very patient. Girl, undo that lock, go ahead, lose that pride. I do things with you, I can't do with thoughts. Holler for me if you hear me, baby. Need your dick, I'm the dealer, baby. Young Marvin Gaye, I got the healing, baby. Oh, 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 oh,